0: Hey Jonathan, good evening. Thank you for joining me. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, let's uh, give uh, others uh, three more minutes and I'll get started. Hey, Hannah.
1: Yeah, three more minutes. I'll get started. all right let me get started uh again good evening
0: everybody and uh right now i'm at uh at uh a place called the uh, fort miles uh m-i-l-e-s it's uh, within the cape hanloban state park and my apology to switch the time from 12 o'clock to nine because uh uh this is a uh, more of a like a trump country and uh i during the day at 12 o'clock uh, I, I, I'm camped out here and I don't want other people to hear what I'm talking about And uh, but right now it's 9 o'clock and nobody's around I'm in my own camper, few steps from the ocean and uh, so I can say whatever I want to say Uh, so uh, that's why I switched to 9 o'clock uh, maybe I'll do so in the future as well because uh, it's just safer for me to say shitty things uh, like what I'm about to say <laughs> So when cream flirts with the coffee, I got this idea from Malcolm X, of course. And he said, you've got some coffee that's too black, which means it's too strong. You integrate it with cream. You make it weak. It used to wake you up. Now it puts you to sleep. I'll tell you, sometimes I feel some of the calling rooms, the content really just put myself into sleep. No, because, uh, that just does not excite me. So, so, so today I'm going to make it a very strong. So, so you, you can use a, a certain amount of a cream, uh, you know, uh, t- as you wish, as you see a fit. And about uh, I'm going to just say, you know, whatever I'm going to say about when, why race is a coffee class in the as is said in the political science or in socialism or marxism class is a cream the two can work together but they should not be mixed together uh just freely okay so that's what i want to talk about so first of all let's do some quick news update first of course more mass shootings of course Now again I never associate mass shooting with a particular race, particular religion, or sexuality whatsoever. But I do know it's gonna keep on happening because for little shitty things, the US the United States does not have a justice system where people can civilly resolve their grievances. We just don't. That's why we just go shoot each other. Right? I think the most recent one I heard is about the some dispute with a rising football star from a high school and uh, this, uh, it's just little things and uh, of course the mass shooting in Kentucky is uh, employment related I'm very sure it's employment related It's just it's not just some kind of random act of violence this guy has some employment grievances after all I can tell he's, uh, again, I'm not saying this because I, I attribute mass shooting to a specific race. This mass shooter in Kentucky, he is some kind of a six foot five tall. He's a basketball player. So I'm pretty sure this guy is some some kind of a socially awkward position because he's just too tall. Maybe he's not getting girls' attention and, uh, and uh, maybe a little bit awkward. So, you know, I think that, that that could be part of it, but again, he ha- definitely have suffered some employment issues and he just purchased gum and shoot, her, shoot the place up. And the uh, second one is that our justice system is getting messier and messier, right? And uh, you heard about Clarence Thomas and his uh, conflict interest, and I love it. The w- reason I love it is because I have said already The justice system in this country is absolutely corrupt. Because the judges have the so-called absolute judicial immunity. They can do no wrong. They are infallible, period. So that's all good news for me. The messier, the better. All these uh, Trump indictment, uh, the fact that Trump is suing Cohen for $500 million for breach of a contract between an attorney, and a client these are all great news for me because it shows how shitty our justice system is when your own attorney will tell the law enforcement that you are a criminal okay because uh, the third one as i said uh is similar to the uh, second one the deep state totally owns the mainstream media and the courts This uh, Trump attorney who is uh, handling his uh, mal classified document case has decided to step down or recuse himself because he is the one who, again, he's an attorney. He works for Donald Trump as his client. Now the court ordered him to testify in a grand jury investigation, which means that court is believing that this attorney is a co-conspirator of Donald Trump. In the handling of classified documents the court is uh, forcing compel trump's own lawyer to say incriminating things in front of a grand jury that is again remarkable because attorney-client privilege is so sacred say so sacred it's kind of a part of this uh, western civilization now the Western civilization is no civilization anymore because the court is asking you, to te- uh, the attorney, to testify against your client. Imagine you are Edward Snowden. Imagine you are the recent leaker in from Massachusetts. You take some classified document. You believe the government is the lawbreaker. You believe the government is the criminal. So you talk to a lawyer, saying, I have this document. I want to send it to New York Times. What if your attorney will call the police department, the FBI, and have you arrested? That's why it means that the deep state totally owns, not just the MSM, mainstream media, but also the courts. Imagine during the Vietnam War period, when Daniel Ellsberg, Handed the uh, give the document, a Pentagon paper, to New York Times and Washington DC uh, and the Washington Post. The New York Times own lawyer advised the New York Times to return the Pentagon paper back to Pentagon, not to publish it. That's exactly what happened. New York Times versus uh, Nixon is handled by a college law professor, not by New York Times' own lawyer. This is how strong the deep state is. They are still very strong today. So that in is nutshell is, is, is today's uh, the, the news update I want to do. So now to the introduction. I had this uh, idea of uh, when f- cream flirts with coffee from a, a real calling room experience this is just about the time why when this uh, Tyree nichols in memphis was uh, killed by the memphis police and so i went into this uh, calling room and it turns out this uh, white woman is uh, flirting with a black guy but the room's title is tyree nichols so i got a little bit concerned i was like if you guys want to flirt i mean just start a new room Called How to Flirt, I'm calling. I'll be totally into it. But when you have a Nicole a Tyree Nicole's name in your room's title, and you're just flirting, what the F is that? Nothing can be good when a white woman is flirting with a black guy in a room about the death of Tyree Nichols. Hear it. I said, geez, I want to do an episode on that. Because... Uh, since I start doing this uh, judicial white privilege show, I got pushbacks, right? You can imagine you have uh, those uh, uh, Jordan Peterson's crowd who would never have the balls to even listen to what I'm talking about. And then you have uh, those uh, I call the synthetic left or white liberals, whatever you want to call them. They will offer me pushbacks. They call the pushbacks. They will ask this question. Peter, does it have more to do with the class than race? So their question is that, Peter, all these racial injustice, does it really have more to do with class than race? So now, of course, I will have to think about it, right, how to respond to that. And, uh, to add a more need to, 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 for me to explain this thing is this. Uh, I, I got two black guys also. One, uh, uh, both of them I respect highly. They also pose that question to me. Uh, when is Bide. I can tell Bide. Uh, uh, I, I love Bide. Bide, he is uh, very into socialism and there's nothing wrong with that per se. Okay, but however, because he's a lawyer and uh, I felt that if he is uh, this brainwashed to focus on socialism other than this uh, inherent injustice against racial minorities in America's justice system, I think it will be a shame. It will be very unfortunate. So I want to, for that reason, I want to clear it up. Also, this guy Johnny, uh, let me see, Johnny's not here today. Johnny has once asked me this question. He said, Hey, Peter, what about this neoliberalism? Now, in his opinion, in Johnny's opinion, neoliberalism is the root cause of all the miserable stuff that's happening in America today. So I also respond to Johnny's that I have to think about it. And then I'm going to come up with an answer to your question. So again, today's episode, I, in today's episode, I want to answer questions or the challenge from white liberals asking whether everything I'm talking about has more to do with the class other than race and of course you know my larger point is this is that lawyers and judges in a capitalist society in the capitalist system like we are in today and since the very beginning of this country Will never be the driver for racial equality. They are actually the cause of racial inequality, right? I have said in many, many cases that actually it's the court who started racial inequality, right? So, 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 so that is the three reasons I want to bring these, uh, uh, uh these to- this topic up today. Uh, Oh, go ahead, Phil. Hey, thanks,
2: Peter. Hey, yes, wanted, go ahead. Hey, thanks. I wanted to uh, offer you something, right? Go ahead. If if you if you come up with um, sort of a character, like uh, you paint this character that's presenting you with uh, with any kind of pushback. I think it's it's fun and it's good. It's probably going to be even funnier. And maybe even make for a better show. I'm not good at that. You're good at that. I will give that to you. I love listening to your show. But don't you think to steal man as they say it? You you don't imagine the the white liberal, but you, you actually imagine someone who's just asking you those questions. You just said they're good questions. You don't have to imagine kind of like a character that most of the people here listening have already agreed is kind of like whack and no one really
0: wants to listen to. Yes, that's true, Phil. Uh, I actually do appreciate those questions. Uh, uh, You're obviously correct, because uh, I watched some uh, old videos that when Muhammad Ali confronts some white college students, they had a little debate, right? Which I think is good for for both sides. Yes, I agree with you. I actually prefer people ask me questions, even nasty questions. I mean, I don't know whether I answer your question or not. If not, please follow up.
2: I, you know, I, I don't know if it's a question so much as a critique. Um,
1: yes, yes,
0: I do accept couple, your critique. Mm-hmm. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, but the, 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 I was trying to focus on the idea because it's it's not it's not you. Look, I feel like it, it happened to me earlier. There's a way of taking any kind of pushback on a point. And then sometimes immediately, sometimes slowly creeping that kind of like the the person who even asks these questions of me, the character that would even doubt the things that I'm saying is this kind of person. It's it's that white liberal. It's the bougie ass, boring, never get off their ass and actually try to change anything. Like... You know, you, 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 there's all these associations,
0: you know? Yes.
1: Um, I know exactly. Yes, go ahead. Yes. Okay, cool.
2: I, no, mm-hmm. I think you actually totally get get what I'm saying.
0: Yes, I know. Uh, you know, I will give you another example, okay? Again, I don't want to name names, especially if that person is not here, right? I want to be respectful, uh, even with people who strongly disagree with me. Um, you know, I have one episode talking about, I call the white victims of the judicial white privilege. So I talked to his, uh, about this Utah father, this is back in January of this year, killing five of his children and then his ex-wife and his, uh, the mother of his ex-wife. So this person says, well, this guy is a uh, Mormon churchgoer, and he just wouldn't let, uh, he hated to lose his grip on his family uh, life. That's why he uh, he made such a mass killing. And uh, so this person's very, very quick in dismiss my theory. I said, okay, that's, that, that's all right. You know, it's, I'm not going to win points on the spot every day, every time. It's not my purpose. I waited for say a few months later. Then I, in my another episode, I said, well, now I learned this Utah father was investigated two years ago, criminally for some child abuse allegations two years ago, before the mass killing. And in the same breath I have mentioned, the USA Today published that an American kid is three times more likely to be killed by a gun at home than at school. this same person Once again, very quick in dismiss that. Well, Peter, you have to know that uh, a lot of these uh, gun owners they're so ignorant they don't do proper training. So there's a lot of accidental killing by guns of children. I was like, where did you get that statistics? If gun owners were so careless with their guns that their children is get killed by a gun owner or by you know or by playing with the guns. They got to be in the news. It's not possible. So this is why I said a lot of these uh, people—they're very good in a uh, pissing contest. Like na 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 na. Like I'm smarter than you. They're in, into this. This is why you know. So so uh, you know. I I I hope I I have painted paint this uh, character pretty accurately. Basically, very dismissive, very quick. Even though he has no facts, he has no training, and he will say it.
2: Well, I'll say this, Peter. I do know that mm. they they exist too, and you know, so so right on. So it's yeah, if yeah. that's who, who 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 you're gonna skewer, then then Godspeed, and uh, I'll be listening.
1: <laughs> yep, yeah.
0: yeah, the same person. You know, again, I I I you know I would appreciate the fact that he actually listened to my show which i, I appreciate already so I, once again like you said you know i actually don't want to drive people away you know I, ra- I rather have them to disagree with me like i welcome jenny if every time he she can uh come, comes out even though i disagree with her in many many areas you know but i still encourage her you know to listen and she appreciate i appreciate that she actually liked my last episode uh about something i, f- I forgot which episode so yeah, so if I may, I'll just continue with this. Yeah. Class is a, a political economics concept, right? You learn it from Karl Marx. Nothing wrong with it. You, you, you know, it's from socialistic theories. Uh, nothing wrong with it. I'm not against class theories. I believe there, there there is class, economic class. But class in a political economics is obviously distinguishable from the, from race, from the history of race or racial injustice. And I don't quite understand why the these white liberals love to mix the two together. I, my guess is that they make the race history with the class struggle is to try to kind of make it weaker, make, make the race topic, racial topics weaker, which I don't want to see because I believe For a lot of of reasons, okay? I have repeatedly said, this moral and political chart of the inhabited world, published in 1826, is a racial theory. More importantly, behind that map, again, I strongly uh, 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 strongly recommend everyone to take a look at that map behind that map around that time remember is' also the, the the rise of the capitalism is ha- is happening and I always said America is based is built on racialized capitalism not just capitalism racialized you cannot say the same thing about England where the I think the second and the third industrial Revolution happened. Right, a lot of unions, a lot of workers, a lot of miseries, a lot of capitalism. But in England, it's not necessarily a racialized capitalism. Of course, there were slaves in Europe as well, but not as no, not as a uh, not as American as American slavery is. Okay, so uh, I'll take a call uh, after I finish this delay. So, so behind that map, even though that map is a racial theory, right? It says data visualization for races. It's a, it's a here's a map for you to visualize how race, how packing order is. But behind it, it's the expansion of capitalism. Remember that, right? So I'm not against against class. I'm just saying I'm just saying race is is a super class. It's behind it. Is the driver of that capitalism in America, at least. China has capitalism, Japan has capitalism, but they do not have this racialized capitalism. And f- during the time when that map is published, developed capitalism is the goal. Everybody wants to make money, make a profit, nothing wrong with that. But the, the, the path the way to get there is for uh, is through racial exploitation and that's the bloodiest and most violent shortcut to colonial prosperity right so so i want to clear clarify that so that's the first thing the political economics and the class
1: associated with it is distinguishable from from the race
0: capitalism is one thing racism is another they do work together but they are distinguishable from each other and I will have a lot more theories and cases right after this okay let's hear from Shelley.
3: hi hi Peter hi yes Yeah, I have one point and and then a question. Mm -hmm. Uh, What I think is, what I observed, actually maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I talked to many people about it. And the thing is, the difference about racism uh, in the US that I never understood properly was, Oh, well, I understood the the explanation, right? But it didn't happen in Europe, it didn't happen anywhere else, but in Africa, maybe in a similar South South Africa, in a not equal way, but is that they remain until the sixties, right? Like they ended slavery, like many other countries did, but they remain, and not just as as, uh, a society, but legally, right? Like in paper, a segregated society, right? Like an apartheid, if you will. Maybe not in the same characteristic, but uh, there was laws that were different for people that had different kind of, different colors of their skin, right? Like that happened in South Africa. And it happened in the US. And as far as I know, uh, it didn't happen, it didn't continue after slavery, anywhere else in the world, I, I think that there is a lot of racism-based, in, for instance, like they are murdering, <laughs> slaughtering uh, Muslims in or Arabs, in, like different people in India, right? Like uh, this Indian nationalist, and it happened in Myanmar, so I, I'm i not sure that I agree, but what I always thought it was very strange and very difficult to understand, for, for the rest of the world when we see it in movies and stuff like that right with and we said okay what happens here is that that the that in law it remained different laws like there was second class citizens not in society you know what i mean like there's yes be actually i
0: citizens. am going to talk about that right after this is that race okay. is actually a legally defined class and i'm going to say exactly what the supreme court justice said okay, okay. because
3: it, it happens mm-hmm. only like it, it, that that's the difference i think that that's always got my attention that it didn't happen in europe in any country it didn't happen in the rest of of america and that the other question i have is about the map right that i don't know if i miss something but i i check it out like i opened the, the 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 window very big to see mm-hmm. and I don't know if you noticed, I, I wrote to you about this today, so might not see it. But you know how it changed right in 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 the rest of America. Uh like it's it's painted yellow and then I don't think we are yellow anymore. <laughs> right like i'm sure we're not yellow we're not even getting oh, Sometimes is
0: it really yellow on that map for 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 south america i did not for even latin know that Ame-
3: whole latin america it's like patagonia where there was this uh, oh you're right map, you're right and in a you're part right. of the amazon
0: right? you you, you, yeah, you see Chile, remember this map i used for that ethno politics show right that's for the exact reasons that because i'm not from that region I did not even pay enough attention. Like what you just brought up is is you are correct. You reminded me this. I'm trying to understand why it's painted yellow as a civilized back in 1826, 28. So my only guess is this. I can be totally wrong. Is that at the time South America is being occupied mostly by by Spain and the and the Portuguese? No, no.
3: The, okay. in the, no, the independence, like the independence wars started in 1810, around 1810. And by 1816, for instance, Argentina, like Brazil stayed uh-huh. because the Portuguese stayed there longer. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. even there was invasions from France and from like when, when we got rid of the Spaniards,
1: mm-hmm.
3: like the, the, the English just lost their main colonies right, the U.S., so mm-hmm. they, were, they were invading all over South America trying to get them, and the mm-hmm. French joined the cause. so mm-hmm. no, and, and it's very showing that uh, I have, I, I'm thinking about a theory, because the areas that are green are part in the Amazon and the other part in Patagonia, which were where the Mapuches were, and they, there's this book that was written by a president of ours, like, was called, that were calling barbarians to this to this area, but there is allergies, so we can talk about it. But yeah, yeah it's
0: more complicated than that. I appreciate. it Yeah, that's exactly that map is a, such a beautiful thing. I'll tell you because it still explain the West agenda today. You know, this is why I, you know, I, 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 I want you and I want Rudy, I want folks who are from different regions on that map or their ancestors from that regions on that map to talk about the experience. Because mm-hmm. I find that yes. interesting. The okay.
3: important thing that you have to understand is that by that time, the main imperialist power in in this area, and it was done by by this, oh, well, I don't remember right now the name, but it was like the the IMF of that age, it was the British. So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah, we can talk okay. about it anyway. Okay. Um, okay. Sure.
0: Back. Yeah. Yeah. We, we definitely can do that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, appreciate it, Shelley. So it's this is not disputed. It's this is not. I'm not trying to dispute the fact that in those European nations, you have back then you have almost all white industrial workers who have been exploited by their white employers, European employers. Nothing, you know, that's a fact. I'm not disputing that. Socialism, unionism, and communism these are homogeneous concepts without regard of the race issues race exploitations the idea they, they are solid theories you know Karl Marx the capital and all that I mean I I have to study it when I was back in China in the undergrad schools and all that you know this is by government order we all have to learn that these are all theories made by you know by the Europeans for the Europeans. The racial exploitation, I'm sure there is, but not in such a massive scale uh, scale in the U.S. Like I said earlier, the racism and the capitalism, racial exploitation and capitalism are clearly related. I'm not disputing that. But they are clearly distinguishable, remember that, from each other. Mixing the two, in my opinion, is the white left's agenda to cream the coffee. To confuse the victim of racial exploitation. To commandeer the narratives. And to hijack the path forward. Okay? So, so in other words, if you're a black worker being exploited by a white employer, like back in the 1968, those uh, Memphis sanitary workers, you will have a legally called a uh, severable claims. Meaning that you can both claim as a class discrimination because you were a employee of the city, or you can also claim it, it can be a racial discrimination because you're black. I don't want to mix because they are severable. And they're the, they're in different scales and I'll explain to you in the in the legal cases that is actually fascinating so legally speaking cerebity means that either c- claim of racism or claim of capitalism will stand without each other you know it does not have to be both stand you can you know you can both could work or either one could work So, so if you're smart enough, I'm pretty sure that's what Malcolm X wants all of us to be very smart about this. Is you will ask, why white liberals always want us to mix the two? Why they always want to force the cream into coffee? That will be my question. So that's the long introduction. And I apologize I went long, but that's what I want to kind of explain why I want to do this. So class, as it turns out, at least from my understanding, is actually legally defined. Now, before I go there, let's say class in the political economy is not necessarily legally defined, but they do exist. Like this word, uh, uh, proletariat, uh, proletarians, I'm pretty sure you guys, if, especially if you guys are in... The socialism, you know what that word means. I'll take you studying uh, after I finish uh, this segment. The proletariat is a political class. And it has, in my opinion, sufficient legal representation and a political representation in our daily lives. Remember, again, this concept is from Karl Marx, from Europe. It's the idea from white folks. Nothing wrong with that. Right? In fact, who are the proletariat? A lot of people assume that Marx is talking about all the poor people, all the have nots, but that's not the case. The proletariat is actually a more specific group. They are propertyless, they don't have properties, they are employed workers. Propertyless, meaning that they have no possession of the means of production or capital or spare spare money to invest. So proletariat, they're not necessarily poor people. They just, they don't have any real estate as capital or cash or money as capital to invest. It's a political class. It's an economic class, no doubt about it. I'm not disputing that. Right, and I I will show you later is that this class itself is already legally represented it may not be sufficient you know if you're a union worker you you may not feel your union interest is not sufficiently represented legally in the course but at least it is represented race is not when slaves like dress scott when he brought his claims dress scott to the u.s supreme court the Supreme Court basically say, under our law, you're not even a human, you have, you have no standing to make that argument in front of the court. You cannot even participate in this thing called democracy, as I call it white majoritarian democracy. You don't, but if you're political, if you're a you are proletariat, you have that political class. You have some representation, legally speaking.
4: Hey, Hi, Peter. I'm first time listener. And this is really interesting. And I guess, I don't know, I was raised in a obviously very white, um, very liberal family. But I've been an independent as long as I can remember, because I don't understand how anybody isn't. I don't understand why you would just give your vote to one party and all your money there, because then they don't have to work anything but for anything. But you had mentioned, um, and this is why I called in, you said, why do they do it? as far as neoliberals Um, and it's obvious because, and even with Dred Scott until it starts to benefit them, nothing changes. So it's always about exploitation with capitalism and and that's what they're doing. I think if they, they realize that with African-Americans or blacks, however you want to be called, there's a financial gain here, and there's also a huge voting block that obviously they're counting on because now they've just changed the primary from New Hampshire to South Carolina for Democrats. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it's just it's, so it's always that. And then also they, they realize since Obama that they like this divide. They make a lot of money off this fighting in fighting where it looks like we're suddenly in a WWE wrestling match. And mm-hmm. America's just watching this like it's in a coliseum. And I've just never been so disgusted in my entire life. But here's an interesting thing that's happening because, I mean, as far as white people, and I think I could speak on this, um, there's a lot of white people that we weren't raised to hate other people. You know, there could be, you know, if this was a world where there was actually some real um, followers of Jesus, as much as they like to act like we're such a Christian nation, Um, so much of this wouldn't have happened, but it's happened. And so where, how are we going to move forward? There was slavery. Um, it was disgusting and deplorable. Um, and now I think since Obama, we're all also still trying to figure out how we're going to handle all of that. Um, but lately, every time I turn on like a different podcast, um, it's talking a lot about white privilege and, you know, being a major campaigner, like one of these white people that will get off their ass and do something about it, um, I've done a lot in that respect because I feel like you need to, as a human being, I don't care who you are. If you don't have a voice, um, you need to do something. And obviously white people should, because we do as, as gives as privilege gives us, we have more of a voice, but every time I turn on like a podcast or something, it's always like, we're going to start attacking white people as if we're all to blame. And when you make that blanket statement of just white people, you know, like it or not, it could have stayed that way forever, according to some of these people in power. If it weren't for white people standing up and saying, this is completely horrible what you're doing, these things wouldn't have changed. So I don't know that it's a good narrative necessarily to just be so broadly talking about white people, because there's a, there are a lot of us that do. And actually, I, and I totally agree with you on the faux boutique left side of everything. Um, I'm more of the Jimmy Dore school of left ideology. Mm-hmm,
5: mm-hmm. Um
4: but so, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't mean to rant on, but I'm noticing a lot of that, and I just think there's a danger to it because. Yes, I uh, appreciate
0: what you, uh, like I said earlier is that uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll let, let you finish. Is this? No, no, no,
4: no, no, no. Go right ahead. I mean, that's pretty much it. I just I'm. No, no, about no. I, I still
0: want to hear you. Which one? first of all, as I told Phil earlier, I totally appreciate and encourage people who disagree with me to call in and tell me so. And so I can respond because I want to create this uh, meaningful exchange of uh, discussion. So first
4: well, thing, real quickly, I wasn't disagreeing with you. I totally understand. Well, I can't exactly say that I can try to empathize with the rage that you that people must fucking feel. Uh, that, so I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying oh, I don't know.
1: But
0: I'm just sorry. saying
4: I don't. Well, I would be. I mean, I, I just I mean, I really would if I felt like I'd been, you know, told I'm, 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 I was ha- I'm
0: Chinese remember I'm Chinese, so I'm not right. I'm not a slave. I'm not I' never been a slave. my race right. has never been a slave. so right, but I, you're I,
4: dealing with all the Ch- the Trump's craziness and stupid stupidity that goes on, you know, and I would just, maybe you just find it more annoying, but um mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I mean and it could because it is so stupid um, mm-hmm. it all was, but anyway, sorry, go ahead go ahead, I'm so sorry, no, but no, I was just no, saying no. I'm not I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying that maybe that might not be the right approach necessarily
0: because then you're you. going
4: to turn them off because then you're going to so, turn off the people that are trying to do something off at some point they're going to be like okay wait a minute what
0: <laughs> i i hear you so let me uh, again i if you have not finished just just uh, just uh, just uh, keep uh, stay on there just let let me know because you said another things that uh, which I actually touched upon in the past but I can we re- repeat it today which I you have mentioned that well it's the right liberals who stand up and voice their opposition on certain things. Without them doing so, we not, we may not be uh, here today, right? This 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 is why you you advise not to have a broad criticism of everybody. Now this is not the first time I hear this, and uh, but I have said this before. I have closely watched all the major progress in America on the racial better treatment of black people. It always occurred around the time of international events. Now I'm going to. uh, I uh, Biden is whose attorney who has his own uh, podcast here on on calling. Now he's told me this. He said, Peter. Brown v. Board of Education, when you look at it, you cannot say, well, all of a sudden, the court changed their mind. They somehow believe Plassey versus Ferguson is wrong. They overturn it. And said, you cannot, uh, he said, Peter, you cannot just use the material in the four corners of what court has in front of them. Something else is happening. He said, back then, the Soviets, and the socialist bloc countries has been strongly criticizing the United States in its mistreatment of Black Americans, because they they use how Nazis treat Jews. Mm. Okay, this is the first thing. Second is this: you can say that you can say, "Wow, well, Peter, you have to think all these white liberals coming out in the '60s protest Vietnam War," and I have said it always. The white liberals will never come out until the white bodies flew back in body bags, and their own son is being drafted to go to Vietnam. That's where their ass cannot be remained seated in their home. That's when they came out. Had there been no of very few dead bodies, white soldiers coming back home, nobody gave a shit.
5: Oh, absolutely! Just like a
0: De- Henry David Thoreau has said, he is a, a big anti-slavery person. He just told all these. Uh, he, I, I don't, I even today, I don't know how you can call him a white liberal. He's not. I know he's not. He just saying, you these northern whites, you just say you're anti-slavery in your in your words. You financially benefit from the slave trade. From the cotton grown by the slaves, you never do a real thing to end the slavery. So, so I'm saying this not because I have a rage against the white liberals. No, I don't. I want to engage in discussions. I want to define path forward.
4: But here's my thinking: when you have this power, you know this obviously power source that's the United States government. It was for so long predominantly white they're not listening to anybody that isn't predominantly white. You know, I mean, seriously, it took a lot of white people saying in his ear, look, this, the time is now, this has to happen. Yes, we are probably getting pressure, pressure, and we absolutely should have. But we don't usually take our orders from socialist countries because that is our biggest fear here, you know, as far as you're talking about the Soviet Union. And those are actually all white people also. However, yes, socialism, I guess... Um, I don't know. I think there's, you know, I don't know if you've read anything about by Andrew Dugan, uh, but I think there's something we're missing here. We have to always just pick one or the other. I don't know where we're working. We're not working on other ideas where we could try um, just something even new for people. I don't know because we're kind of at a place where um, this is new for us and it needed to come. It definitely needed to happen. I'm just saying that I just get concerned when I turn on a different podcast all the time and I'm hearing all of these like um, real crazy stuff against white people, but what what they people that are doing it don't understand is how exploited I believe they're also being oh you yeah know, you're I've really, heard you're heard you're heard really playing into the uh, woke thing and it's really pissing off the right. so it really is what they want. They want everybody saying this stuff because they think they're gearing it towards poor white people that vote for Trump when actually when you guys talk like this, there are people who are white, not necessarily liberal. But nobody says. Generally, you do, but most people don't. They just say white people and white women, and just <laughs> I'm just going. Wait a minute, what's happening? And you could say, you could say, well, now you know how it feels. And it's like, well, that's kind of doing to others what you do have. To, don't do to others what you've done done unto you, or the other way around. Uh, You can do that until the cows come home, but nobody's getting anywhere. We're not getting closer together as Americans. And it just seems kind of ridiculous to me. So, I mean, that was it. I just don't know it's a good way to go forward because, like you just said, you realize you're being exploited because they benefit when you treat people like they've always treated people. So it's making a wrong right now. And that's absurd. I, you, 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 you tell children not to do that stuff. But so I'm just saying it was just something I noticed. I said, th- I don't think it'll work well in the end. Um, if the right ever gets into this White House and you've pissed them off enough, I, I just it worries me if they ever do again. I, I just it just I, does. I,
0: I, first of all, I do hear you Uh first. or second is that since you said that this is the first time you're listening for again. Welcome. And oh, yeah, uh,
4: sorry. And you've already covered all this. I'm so sorry.
0: No, no I, I, if you go back to my prior episode, I think I'm pretty balanced because uh, I actually have defended Donald Trump. Believe it or not. I, and No, uh,
4: I can see. It. I have I have to against the liberals. Absolutely. As hard uh, as that was.
0: But however, I always said what Donald Trump is suffering today, the uh, blacks has suffered for centuries. Yeah. So, so, so don't know. Yes. Please fight back, fight as hard as you can, because I want you to showcase how we have a, a two tiered, at least two tiered justice system, how corrupt we are. So okay. I'd rather have a white person with most powerful white man to say our justice system is corrupt. Cause I don't, don't how
4: ha- anyone I- can deny that. <laughs> I really don't. I just don't yeah,
1: exactly. This I mean, is what unless, I
4: exactly like you said, unless it's not affecting you, but even so, you know, I don't, I just don't get the bubble. And I grew up, you know, an hour outside of New York city, um, know the crowd very well. I don't live there now. I have no desire to live there now. It's actually a really shallow kind of ugly thing. And it's just a real, Oh, I don't know. It's just, Oh, it's scary. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I mean, I get it. And that's the reason you don't want to be out of that bubble because you're so afraid of what your life will be like. And it will be like you don't have those privileges. You don't get to walk when things go wrong and your your child like drives drunk and kills somebody and gets out of jail. I mean, you lose every privilege if you're not in their bubble. So their whole game is fear and mm-hmm. keeping people in. And that's why they're so afraid to leave. And they turn a blind eye to what's happening around them. Mm-hmm. And of course, when the right ever takes over or anything like that's happened and you've been silent to the problems of other people. Well, I mean, I, I just, I, I think we're in a really bad place right now. It makes me really, really sad. Um, but I think with the rise of bricks and the weakening of the dollar, we might be getting our comeuppance after all the many years of, you know, America's, you know, basically founded on the blood of native Americans uh, built on the blood, uh, and the death and the work, blood, sweat, and tears of slaves. And, I don't I don't know how that doesn't have a reckoning
0: yeah I know uh, again I I truly appreciate every comment you made and uh but we you've already have, made them
4: I'm sorry yeah,
0: yeah no you're doing great thank you so much uh, Sterling. and now you're I got you're welcome love, thank you yeah please please yeah I have other episodes I published just you know please feel free to listen and call in just with me I I uh, I, in, I enjoy you know discussing uh this stuff uh one one more thing if I forgot is that I've always emphasized my problem is not about white privilege uh, the judicial is it's not about the word the white in the judicial white privilege my problem is about the privilege I don't think judges are above the law like all the Clarence Thomas situation all the and you know he, uh, mentioned cool, Tom. right and uh, and all so many other judges that uh, have a financial interest in the case that they decide, as the Wall Street Journal published. And nobody can do a thing about those. And uh, so, again, I appreciate yeah. it.
4: Yeah, no
5: problem.
0: Thank you. Hey, let me take, I think it's Brady. Go ahead, Brady.
6: You are correct. And good to see you, Peter. Glad to see you still hosting rooms. I get worried about you when I don't see you on Sunday sometimes and uh uh, uh,
0: parities go ahead
6: as much as we disagree because i I would say that um there's plenty i don't think it it's helpful to focus on the color of our skin in any context really outside of like how much vitamin d we're getting or something like that like medically Mm. um i think it's just better to refer to us as humans because as far as like trying to virtue signal Or gerrymander the revolution there are plenty of people i can think of right now who aren't white who are doing exactly that and yes brady uh first of all you you, brady crow are
0: you related to that guy associated with the clarence thomas who's last thing is also crow and he's from texas he's a billionaire i
6: saw that the other day i speculate that i might be related to him i don't know
0: yeah i i you know because I, I instantly think, think thought of you <laughs> but but I will answer you a question about uh that the uh you said that some racial minority do the exact same thing and that no i have said earlier i'm not against the discussion of socialism and I'm not against someone saying socialism may be the solution for America or Marxism or Marx communism whatever it is. But I want to separate the two things, because I do believe we have a very heavy, almost too heavy baggage on the racial uh, you know, from this racial injustice, like, like Sterling said, uh, that we did to Native Americans and to the black slaves. I actually am more upset with what happened after the Civil War, the segregation policy which go through so-called the Nader period, which I believe that actually is the period actually destroyed the development and the advancement of color people in this country. It's not the slavery. It's after the slavery. So, am I being too strong? Well, I have said earlier is that this is about coffee versus cream, this episode. It's intended to be provocative. So, so... So, and you know, I don't use skin color to assign blames. Because I consider judicial white privilege is a government wrong, not a private wrong. I always said, uh, white supremacists will never scare me because I have the equal rights with him or her. But I do have a problem if the judge, if a police, if a lawmaker, is in the position to jeopardize my constitutional interests, right? So so that I think I made myself pretty clear. But go ahead, Brady.
6: Well, that is an admirable and brave philosophy. But um, I think that's kind of separate from uh, distinguishing colors, skin tones, and uh, things like that these days Mm because I don't know to lead Mm -hmm. into kind of side conversations that don't really make much progress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm really upset at people of all colors right now who just seem to be vehemently opposed to making any real progress or doing any of the actual work necessary to um, right all of these wrongs that we constantly talk about. Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of those people... I mean, when I actually uh, present a solution to these people, they will act censor me, kick me out of a room, um, call me a crazy person, like, I'll, I'll throw the whole book at me. You know what I mean? i I'm am I'm come a, I'm the bad guy because I'm suggesting that we do the actual actions necessary to right the wrongs in this world. And those people are all kinds of different colors. Um, yeah.
0: No, no, first of all, uh, I have a – I understand your grievances and agree with you and uh as far as i'm concerned i've said many times you know i think there is a need for revolutionary songs lyrics and all that i think uh the when the brazilian president visited china these days the chinese uh, side delivery played a very famous uh brazilian song called uh novo tempo i think the uh, Saleh probably knows the that song better i i don't know but i heard it's a uh some some ministers that accompany the president of brazil have tears in their eyes when the chinese military brand a band play that song so back to you brady is that we need the revolutionary songs we america need one or two or maybe a dozen and uh and And the the people should as far as i'm concerned so Come up with anything. I'll go for it. You know.
6: I appreciate. It. And I am working on a whole album. I want an album of twenty songs of good revolutionary songs, all different artists. Um, I'm, I'm working on it, but it's it's just me right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, no. Uh, again, I just hope you don't feel uh, insulted because uh, I keep using the word white. Because uh, I've said, you know, it's a fact that uh, how this country is uh, formed in America. So. I have to call it what it is you know in the south i cannot call south uh, africa a white country anymore because uh it's it's no more because i know it's a uh, the majoritarian uh, the, the the government is uh, more representative of what the population is and uh, in this country it's still not quite yet and uh and you know as i mentioned i will gonna cite actual examples and I will actually have questions for you guys, for all of you. And feel free to call in when I have those questions. I will give you actual scenarios. You tell me whether this is a class issue or some other more important issue. Alright, so thanks again, Brady. Uh and you know, just feel free to call back. Okay. Oh, you know what? I'll just make you a speaker. You know, it's not Oops, I lost you. Sorry, you just feel free to call back. Go ahead, Ru, Ru, Rudy. Peter, how's it
7: going on man?
0: Good, good. Yes, sir.
7: Man, uh, good room, good room. You know, I I did appreciate the call from Sterling. You know, this whole, I do and I do really like this concept of coffee and cream. And I I do remember listening to to, you know, Malcolm speak about coffee and cream. And then one of the other themes, you know, that was spoken about was like, you know, the, the understanding of racism as a oh, I don't want you to marry my daughter or something like that because you're a different race. And then, you know, a lot of people in the time of Malcolm and them, you know, they didn't really care about that stuff. They didn't want you to have the ability to kill them. They didn't care about, you know, you not liking them. And, you know, which is different from a lot of the things that we're concerned with nowadays, which is, you know, um does this person personally like me or not like me um i've been -hmm. been wrestling with that today i saw a video too of a guy that was saying you know he loves joe rogan and he doesn't like um something that joe rogan had done but he generally has a, a thing of you know you do at your house what you do or you say at your house what you say you know, I don't really care about it. It's a black guy talking about, you know, ultimately, I suppose, what white people do. You know, and I, I, I don't. I think it is human being. It is a human thing to. There's, you know, that um, there's an Eastern European uh, philosopher named, uh, Zizek. and Zizek says something that kind of unnerves one, but there's something to it. And he says that one of the more sort of like equaling things or oh, one of the things that is I think most human and most, you know, that connects us is, you know, when we're able to like make fun of each other and when we're able to make fun of each other in, and sort of have a twist in there, a twist, a little, you know, we draw a little bit of blood, you know, theoretically speaking. And there's this, the end. I, I remember, and this could be wrong, you know, but I do remember when I was, uh, you know, back home, and there's a lot of sort of joking about what this tribe does, what these people do. And, you know, and there's also like, you know, sometimes sometimes it's um, things that are a little bit hurtful. Sometimes there are things that are, you know, uh, empowering, you know. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm talking about how sensitive we are. But I do like, again, I, I like where you're starting off from. And it's not wrong for you to say, for example, that much of the, the changes in the United States have come around um, times when there were changes abroad as well. And that's, there's a lot of truth to that. The United States couldn't be, uh, be uh, you know, the United States was looking to abuse people abroad and take their land and such things. And it was just difficult to do it while treating black people in the way that they were doing. And so they had to change. Um, yeah, but, you know, but what Sterling was saying, um, and she's, she's gone, but in any case, what she, what she was saying, there's something to it as well. You know, there is some space, there's more space for, I suppose, white people in a sense um, to speak to power, right? And yes. so...
0: Government think, power government
7: exactly. Power. exactly government power and then some other powers some other sort of um you know societal body you know institution powers as well and to the extent that we can avoid pissing off people unnecessarily you know i think we should avoid it like I, I'm not a, I'm, I am not I do not like the liberal. Just no, I, I, Rudy, I don't to
0: mean you. to interrupt you because <laughs> I saw Sterling is back. Yes. So let, let, oh. let, me add something and I'll let you continue. Okay. So Sterling has mentioned earlier is that with the coming de-dollarization, the BRICS, she's very worried. And I is in the same boat with her, except one difference. As uh, Rudy, you have said, and I have said earlier, like Biden has told me, a lot of these major court decisions, that correct the racial injustice happened because of the international environment so maybe with the rise of other countries with the awakening of other countries especially non-white countries mm. maybe there will be good change in this in this country because mm. the entire earth is made of a multi ethnicity and races Right, uh, did, did I yes. did. I, you know, like I, said, I quote this: uh, uh Ray McGovern and uh mm-hmm. Larry Johnson, two CIA guys, said, "It's no longer Lily White nations, European mm-hmm. nations, decide what's happening in this world." Right? right? Maybe we in the U.S. will reflect that, saying, "You know what? We need to have a multi-racial democracy, not a ma- white majoritarian democracy." This is what I want to add in because, uh, oh, she's yeah. gone. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Go ahead, Rudy. Great
7: great point, great point. You know, the thing that I'm looking at, I'm I'm seeing what you're seeing, and I'm wondering if there isn't a difference, you know, in the economic world that ultimately might stifle some of this. So what I'm I'm seeing is ultimately that we might all be in the the same boat, but the boat is, you know, on fire as... um, 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 MLK kind of said you know mm-hmm. the, we're, we're sort of integrating but we're integrating into you know something that's already on fire
0: mm-hmm. I hear you, I appreciate it yep, makes total sense I uh, the one thing is this I want to say you have made a Rudy, you made an uh, example say this father does not want his daughter marry a, a, a non-white guy now that to me is a private to private wrong it's not a government power and the government cannot make law saying anyone's daughter must be willing to marry whoever color his uh, her boyfriend is so that's again is a private to private wrong that's not the topic of what what i want to do for this show because uh, what i said white privilege i mean it's a government power to oppress and when it's, it's pr- specifically uh unusually traumatic or problematic when the courts when the judiciary does that right so 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 that is uh that is uh, what i you know what 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 you know what what i want to uh, 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 stress so let me uh continue so i actually will have uh, examples guys feel free to call in and tell me how you what's your conclusion on that because it's not like I have a you know predetermined conclusion on that so let me give you the example why I think race actually is a class already in a judicial ruling it's in no other than uh, Plessy versus Ferguson this uh, dissenting judge justice justice uh, uh, John Holland he's called the greatest dissenter even though he's a he hates Chinese because uh, in the same ruling, he said uh, great things that I'm going to tell you about. But afterwards, immediately after this sentence is paragraphs, he said Chinese as a race should never be allowed in America. <laughs> okay. This is what he said, actually said in the, in his ruling. So he said this in Plassey Plassi versus Ferguson. This is where the uh, law, uh, the, the practice of separate but equal gets started. This is entirely his word, and he used the word white. Okay, I'm going to say it. Quote, The white race deems itself to be the dominant race in this country. And so it is in prestige, in achievements, in education, in wealth, and in power. But in view of the Constitution, in the eye of the law there is in this country no superior dominant ruling classes of citizens mind you he used the word class there is no caste here c a s t e our constitution is color blind blind and neither knows nor tolerates Classes among citizens. This is Plassey versus Ferguson. He used the word cl- uh, f- classes f- uh, twice already. In respect of civil rights, all citizens are equal before the law. The humblest is the peer of the most powerful. The law regards man as man and takes no account of his surroundings or of his color when his civil rights as guaranteed by the supreme law of the land are involved." So in in dissenting the Plassey versus Ferguson decision, this justice has already used the word class to describe race. but he's a dissenter remember the
1: majority is is saying no race is a class it's not a class in a political economical term
0: right but it is a class according to the courts according to this judge this justice no you, i mean i went through a social science degree i got a bachelor in social science so i actually have to take political economics courses i don't recall race ever being discussed in a political economics class in a political economic curriculum have you ever received that class discussion uh, sorry race discussion in that i doubt it because the political economics generally is speaking about economics the dynamics in, in, in economics, among different economic classes. So having cited this judge's writing, using using the word class to describe race, and having accept the fact he actually is the minority, the majority said, no, race can be used as a class to discriminate, to do separate but equal. So race is a class all by itself. To me, race is a super class. Why race is a super class? I'll tell you why. Race is from a some something called the immutable factors. Your skin color
1: is decided by your DNA. You can't change it. You're born with it. But an economic class, a political class, you can change,
0: right? You can be a Democrat today, you want to be a Republican tomorrow, you change your class, your political class. But race is a super class. It's a class you cannot change at all. And race is also an economic class, right? You would all agree. But I want to distinguish them because they are distinguishable. I don't want to mix them. When you mix class with the race, you're mixing cream with the coffee. You have to be careful when doing that. Because you have to remember why you
1: start with the thinking about drinking coffee to start with. So, you know, I'm gonna say a minimum race
0: and the class is apple to orange, but, but I think it's more than apple to orange, as I explained earlier. So now I'm gonna have some cases, and you tell me whether this is a class issue or it's some other issue. When we, when the police enforce a prostitution laws on the prostitutes, not on the prostitute's customers,
1: is this uh, discrimination is based on the economic
0: status of this prostitute or is it because of her gender after all she needs the money and her client does you know has the money
1: when you can say one is a capitalist the other one is a se- sex worker You know, I may take the route to say, hey, this is more of a gender discrimination.
0: If a prostitution is illegal under the law, then you probably have to arrest both. If you don't, then you you have a government wrong. The police did not enforce the law equally. My guess is that he did not enforce
1: the law equally because uh, the prostitute is a female. Right, this is the first thing. Second is this. Now, you probably know this story if you have...
0: Uh, I listened to the audiobook, book, uh, Malcolm X uh, autobiography. Malcolm X's father is a very industrial man. He also bought life insurance for himself to protect his family. But when he was killed, meaning that when his body is put on the... A a a a a streetcar tracks, and was cutting into pieces.
1: The insurance company said it's a suicide. So Malcolm X's
0: father very willingly, very diligently participated in something called the capitalist system, called the life insurance. But when he died, the capitalist system did not pay him.
1: The uh, no, whatever is old. So, if this is wrong, is this wrong a because of a capitalism
0: or because of racism? You guys tell me.
1: I think it's. I. I don't think it's class.
0: I think it's race. So don't mix two. If you mix the two, then it's way weaker. Go ahead, Rudy. Nah, I have more cases.
7: Great, great question, man. You know, capitalism is fucked up, but you know, racism in capitalism is is a particular fucked upness.
0: Yeah, totally different yeah, level. It. Yeah, exactly. It's like a uh, put capitalism on steroids, right? It's it's like that. And it's bad, it's you know, bad. so the next, yeah, that n- next example, if a restaurant requires a certificate of personal wealth from whoever is going to, you know, to come into the restaurant to be served, is this a class issue or a race issue? If today there's a fancy restaurant, say we have a rule, you have to show us what's your personal net worth, or we will not serve you. If you don't know the answer, don't worry about it. I don't even know either. So just you know, m- one day if you find out you have a better answer, just let all of us know. Go ahead, Rudy.
7: You know, sorry, I'm I'm a little bit slow. I'm I'm just sort of stuck on the last one because I was thinking, you know, um, I remember there were socialists, um, you know, sort of black. I think it was actually from Malcolm X's book, you, you know, this idea that I was thinking about. But basically, um, you have people like malcolm X's father who decide you know to to a certain extent to play into the 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 thing right but then there were other people who they were making the case uh you know black liberation they were making the case that um at some point they'll come for, you know when you've won they'll and that's the that's the history isn't it of black success in the united states it's it's followed by terrorism right
0: Um, that actually, Rudy, that's something I'm going to talk about in the Dobbs decision last one. Like everybody, so many people criticize Malcolm X as a black nationalist, right? hmm. If you remember, if I remember correctly. Right. There's nothing wrong to be a nationalist. To any American can be called a nationalist because it's what our law allowed them to do. You know, but I'm I'm going to talk about that l- uh, later because Malcolm X has demanded, saying, "We want our own land. We we don't want to have your racial integration in your school because it's all, all every time you talk about racial integration, you you always talk about it's black people. That sounds more of a segregation than an integration.
1: Right?
0: You know, he's right. He's right. I mean, but go, go ahead.
7: Yes, the thing was is always to keep us in the game, right? And so, if you are, if you give up and you say, "Okay, fuck it, we, we don't want to play along," then, you know, then you're a troublemaker. And then, when you can point out, um, when you can point out the example of Malcolm X's father and stuff, then they might bring to you uh, to your attention that one particular black fellow who they haven't terrorized, and the reason why they haven't terrorized, right, is that person is because that person is, you know, on their side, right? So then that person, they're given, I mean, but again, they do this kind of tactic with everybody. It, it, you know, Starbucks right now is, you know, rewarding the people that are not agitating and giving them so many of the things that the people who are agitating are asking for, while the people that they're agitating, they've, they've, they've kicked them out of their job um yeah i'm seeing sort of uh no um common thread between different practice
0: yeah i hear you i have an example of a starbucks too because if a amazon fire a someone who organize a union is that a private wrong or a public wrong if a starbucks did what Rudy has just said is that a private wrong or a public wrong? Now, to me, it's a clearly a capitalist wrong, meaning this is a profit-seeking company doing something to its worker. And hmm. ch-
7: but it's, tr- it's trying to break this worker's civil, you know, rights and that worker's you know, right as a, a civil. As a, as a civic in the as a as a civilian as a you know um versus yeah i guess it's it's a labor issue but it's a right issue as well
0: yeah it is a private issue still it's a labor issue it's still a private issue right and and it's not a government wrong it's not a public wrong that's why i always said when i talk about White privilege. I'm not talking about a white person did something to me as a, in his private capacity. I'm talking about the government as a white majoritarian democracy is doing a public wrong. You know, and, and that is a difference. That's why the class in the e- political economics cannot be mixed easily freely with the race as a superclass. class. They are two different levels.
7: Now, now the, the killing of Malcolm X's father was done by individuals. So would you put that as a private matter? Uh, even though, you know, that you still have the state basically allowing it to happen. It, it does seem to me that they're not like in the state,
0: Bingo. Yep, you're right. Go ahead. Yes. Not you're... wanting
7: to, to, especially when you're looking at the company deciding that this was, um, uh, this was self-harm, um, you know. Isn't this ultimately a matter of like you know people's civic civic rights and such things you know um, and yeah I, I can see how it's a labor issue and how it's a private issue, but there the state is ultimately overseeing all the private things, and when it gets when the threads are so you know sort of multi tangled it is. I can't see how one separates them, and I appreciate that you're trying to separate them.
0: Yeah, that uh, uh, I'm making a speaker, Rudy, so that I can take Phil. So, right on. These question I'm asking is because I want you to think through it. Why class and race should not be mixed? It's two different things. And I, I you know, I know Sterling is upset that I keep saying, "Oh, these are white liberals—they want you to mix together." She said, "You shouldn't use the word why. Well, my thing is this: this is actually is taking roots. Like I said, uh, both Johnny and Abide seems to me is brainwashed for that. Again, these are great guys, two great guys, uh, just like Brady's great guys. But they are already in belief. In other words, you know. Again, to me, the coffee is being too creamed. This is my position." You know, if if you know what I mean, so 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 to me, a capitalist wrong is a private wrong. It is a class. It's a wrong. I'm not saying it's right. The class itself is a valid point, but it is distinguishable from race, because race is all about white privilege. is a government wrong, a government oppression, and I will have a, a you know the best example that you guys is going to appreciate. So uh, go, go ahead, Phil.
2: Hey, um, yeah, I also like this discussion on trying to separate them. I'll be honest, th- these are the kinds of terms that I never quite get my head around. So I always feel like I'm kind of floating when I talk about, um, well, I mean race, fine. You know, I, I get it. Um, the other one with class and how to disentangle them—I don't know, but it's—it's it's an interesting discussion. You brought up that one, like test case, Peter, where you were talking about going into a restaurant and having approved um, wealth, right? And you asked, "Yes, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah." Go ahead.
0: What, What's your think? Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I don't know. What I want to ask you is this: Can you think of a case in which the answer would be that's a class issue? Like, I'm letting you invent
0: the case. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, there, is, there is. There are plenty, as a matter of fact. Because of what Karl Marx observed is correct. In other words, he said, well, these workers, they will never own any real estate or extra cash to become to have any say on the means of production. Right, so they will be forever stuck in that position, being exploited. Is that true? Yes. Is a renter versus a landlord is a class issue? Yes, I think so.
2: Okay, but I'm when when I start when I start in my head to try to do the restaurant problem, Mm -hmm. like I see the way my head works, I immediately go. Well, that's class. That's the first thing I think, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. it's money. And mm-hmm. and then I immediately get the voice that goes, yeah, but hold on a second. Um, aren't you more likely to be in a particular class with race? Okay, so now there's a correlation. So we can also say that there is information about your outcome in that situation based mm-hmm. off of that feature, that feature yep. being race. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. now the thing you just said about the, the Marx and the exploitation who are the people who are more likely to be the group you just talked about so i'm just you see what, what well what no, no no
0: no uh, uh, i want to answer your last point when marx come up with this theory his observation is based on industrial nations in europe and the and industrial workers in Europe, like I said earlier, they are most ma- majority, great great majority of those workers are Europeans.
2: I see. So what you basically done there is, you said I can answer that. I can come up with a case. It's it's in a setting in which there's just white Europeans, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, no? okay.
0: exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So okay. I'm not disagreeing with his observation. Right. But I'm just saying he has never talked about, Hey, what about the exploitation on race? Because a slave is not even a labor. Slave is the property of the slave owners. Right. So this is why this is a great segue for me, for me to jump right into the next step. Because I want to say when Professor Mackey, Peggy McIntosh, remember I mentioned her name quite a bit. She's back in the 1980s. She's the one who come up with this uh, concept called the white privilege and male privilege. Right, Her theory is the believable because our founding fathers are white males. They're not just white, they're males too. Back then, it's a, we are a society predominantly defined by slave owners and the slaves. And that is very distinguishable from the European nations, which are predominantly defined by capitalists, and proletarians. Am I saying that correctly? So when Karl Marx observed those, or any other socialist observed those, European industrial mode of operations, they are observing a homogeneous group of people exploiting each other, being, you know, the capitalists with the... uh, proletarian. Yeah. But we we remember proletarians have equal legal standing with the capitalists. They can take legal actions. The English law which we inherit from America imported the English common law, English law legal system into this country. But English law and European laws still have some give some standing to the proletarians. Wait, can I, can I interrupt for a yeah uh, let so, j- j- just let me feel. so but slave remember slave don't have that luxury slave don't have that any of that proletarian stuff the, the, the injustice is not just a political economical this is a, you know it's a big difference there between the two go 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 ahead Phil yeah well
2: Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff.
0: this this no, is it, tend to be it, provocative.
2: It, provocative. Um,
6: mm-hmm.
2: So I'm I'm thinking about the fact that it feels like when you when you talk about that, you're talking in some ways very solidly about the past, right? There, there is there is this undisputable, just different thing you can say about race and class when you are li- talking about literal slavery, right? Yeah. And, th- and, and things get messier when you have all kinds of things that have, have seeped into the structure, have become correlated with the class, and you, you, you try to fix a bunch of things in the legal system as they pertain to race, but you have these reverberations. So if we're talking about the present day, because I feel like you are you were jumping back just now, right? You were jumping back in time.
0: Oh, yes. Yes.
2: If you're, if you're talking about the present day, it gets messier. Do you agree?
1: Uh, the disentangle uh, the
2: disentangling, not not on every issue. On some issues, I think it's pretty clear cut. But go like uh, that rest the restaurant
1: one it's
0: a great question now i actually believe that uh, this is why i pride myself by seeing things from very very high above i don't follow any politics i don't follow anybody's narratives i i step back and look at the history and look at what's happening to answer your question that, I don't think today we are in very uh, different or uh, too complicated situation. We are almost following the exact same pattern. and I and I'll explain to you why because I don't I think or, to put it in other words it is what's happening in the past is still happening today. and I would like to change that if, I, if that answers your question. I actually do not see that as a much more complicated. No, they are not. That restaurant question is more complicated, but it's not overly, but I I think you and I can talk more about it in the coming days. So, but let me give you an example. What I mean that I don't see a difference what's happening today from what's happening in the past. Okay. Two cases. One is called the Youngstown Steel case. It's a landmark case. Youngstown Steel is in Ohio. It's a steel mill. It's unionized. The union is called the United Steel Workers of America. During the Korean War, the workers demanded higher wages. They are threatening to have a strike. The president of the United States, Truman, says, we use steels to make tanks, airplanes, all those good stuff. We cannot tolerate an increased cost because we are having a war in Korea. So Truman said, I, as the head of the government, has the power to take over the steel mill. Not just Youngstown Steel, there's a bunch of other steel mills. His attorney, uh, gov- assistant U.S. attorney by the name of uh, Baldrige, said this, quote, when the sovereign people adopted the Constitution. Oh, by the way, the sovereign people is not the word I invented. The sovereign people is used personal sovereignty. Sovereign people is the word by the founding fathers. I'm going to use that to talk about the Dobbs decision later. Just remember, quote, when the sovereign people adopted the Constitution, it limited the power of the Congress and limited the powers of the judiciary, but it did not limit the power of the executive, end quote. That's Harry Truman's lawyer's argument, say, I'm the president, I am have a war. We all have to support the war. The steel workers, you cannot strike. We're going to take over the mill. It will be nationalized. You cannot strike. Uh, by the way, we laid that to the railway workers strike recently about getting some extra sick days. You, you, you know, I know that. And what happened? So this case went to the
1: U.S. Supreme Court. And guess what? U.S. Supreme Court rule against the president,
0: saying there's no such thing that Constitution gives the president unlimited power to take over a private property, in this case, a steel mill factory. Now, so you would think that, look, the United Steel Workers of America, their demand for higher wages is not strike down. They, as a class, a political economic class, they have legal
1: standings. Right? Uh, let, let's take a guess. This is about in 1950,
0: 1951, during the Korean War. Right? Think about, are these workers predominantly white? I'm going to take that guess. Yes, it is. Yeah, I think it is the case. So in this case, of course, you can imagine Truman said, well, we're at war. It's a national emergency. You have to allow me to control the price of the steel, which we use a lot for our war efforts. Even with that, U.S. Supreme Court said, no, no, you don't. If you want to take over the steel mill, you still have to go to the Congress to have Congress to authorize you to do that. You cannot just go ahead and do it. But at least you can tell, even back in the fifties, the unions have its power, legally speaking. So let's move forward. Fifteen years later, in nineteen sixty-eight, city of Memphis, the sanitary workers of city of Memphis, they want better. uh, uh, They are predominantly black folks.
1: They want better a- uh, wages, better treatment, and all that. They want to form a union. And the mayor said, no, you cannot. No, you cannot. The mayor went on to the local
0: court. It's a treasury court in local court use the exact same excuse that a similar excuse that truman did in the steel mill case mayor henry loeb said no no these workers should not be allowed to strike because there is a public health and public safety issues at hand here okay guess what the tennessee state court of course sided with the mayor In fact, if you violate that injunction not to have a strike, you will be arrested. And yes, there are people arrested. So guess what? So the union filed a lawsuit in federal court. It was dismissed within 24 hours. The federal court basically say, oh, by the way, the reason I took a trip to Tennessee, Memphis, is to get more detail about that case. I, I do not know all the story yet, but I know enough to say that the federal court says this is a local matter, you have to resolve it in the local court. And that's when MLK had to travel to Memphis to support the strike. And the city filed another injunction with the federal court saying, please stop this mlk to lead the strike the demonstration and the federal court actually did place an injunction a temporary injunction against mlk now let's compare these two cases are these first of all class issues class grievances yes which one is more urgent having a war material at a reasonable price
1: to fight the war, or take out the trash and the sewage, I would say probably Truman has a stronger case, but the United Steel Worker of America they got
0: and you know they did not lose what they demanded, but the Memphis sanitary workers. They did not get what they demanded, through course either. So is this a race issue or a class issue? I think it's a race issue. Once again, unionism, socialism, communism, these are from the European countries. These are white concepts. These are not black concept or Chinese concept. But guess what, in this country, the same grievances also arise from the class you're in. The political economic class you're in is actually will end up be treated according to the race, the super class that you're in. And that is why I would never want to mix the class with the race. They don't. They are severable. Right, so in conclusion this, again, you know, against uh, Sterling is saying, oh, are you bashing the white people? No, no, I'm not. I mean, I, it's not like I hate the socialism, I hate communism. As a theory, intellectually, I will accept them, all of them, good or bad or ugly. I will use my own brain to pick and choose. So to conclude this, the way I look at this. There is a need for coffee's self-determination on its own destiny and the path forward. By analyzing and evaluating creamy theories, agendas, narratives, instead of just blindly following them, basically don't allow cream to force itself Upon coffee, you have to use your brain. Okay, I actually is going to use uh, one of this uh, famous uh, Chinese essayist by the name of Lu Xun. Now he advocated back in the 1934. Remember China in 1934. China in nineteen thirty four was facing a tremendous of inflow of Western ideas socialism, unionism, communism, Nazism, nationalism, you name it. Influx of Western ideas. Cream white ideas. I'm not against any white ideas. White theories, that's okay. This is good for you to have those at the same time China is extremely closed society It's a very close society it's still under the feudalism a lot of warlords are all that facing all these great ideas from Europe why ideas what this guy Lu Xin advocates he advocates is called a goal grabism Go dash grab to grabism. Meaning that you want to do a good analysis on all the ideas in front of you and make your own self-determination what to use. I will give you, I will give you an example. Karl Marx, his idea is based on Very industrialized nations. China is the opposite of that. Think of how many industrial factories China will have in 1934. The concept of a proletarian, these are industrial workers. China did not have this many. Vast, vast majority of the Chinese population are peasants. Can you just do a straight copy of Karl Marx into, into China? Will that work? No. So I'm going to use Mao as an example. Mao, the guy who actually took over China under the under the name of communism. He is the only communist leader who never studied in Europe or Soviet Union. He never stepped out of China. He actually was laughed at and despised by the Soviet advi- uh, advisers, accusing him not a real communist. Okay, but that's his idea. He said that Chinese revolution has to be driven by the peasants, not by the workers. So that fits to what Lu Xun said: "Go grabism." Where you have white ideas, white liberals propose this and that, that's good. You should be thankful. But you have to do your own self-determination to de- to decide your own destiny and decide what's the best pass- path forward for yourself.
2: Hi, Kevin, Peter. Go ahead. It's interesting because me and Rudy were talking about Something that feels like this earlier today, we are talking about when, uh, when when a shape doesn't quite fit, like someone gives you a, like a, a structure, or kind of how to think of something, a framework, and you kind of have to ask yourself, you know, does that fit, and not just uh, take it uncritically. So yeah, I think we're coming from. Um, and I've heard that critique of Marx before, and I, and I'm no well-read like Marxist person. But I've heard that interesting critique of him um, coming from a certain environment, seeing a certain set of circumstances and developing a theory that really, apparently, according to a lot of people, is like uh, virtuosic within that environment, but maybe doesn't apply everywhere. And uh, um, So, yeah, and and I've kind of sensed that, too. So I'm with you
0: yeah um, so yeah, go ahead go ahead
2: well, i just want to say too can the same thing happen because again i feel like in the last time i was talking about what still applies and you reached back yes you, you went you went um you, you fast forwarded a bit but you were still in the past um What I'm trying to figure oh, out is yes. in the same in the same way that 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 some ideas were developed in one place but then it's like a shape and you just keep trying to shove it you know they shoved it the same thing happened apparently in in in, in, in uh, after the Russian Revolution from what I've read is that you know Lenin understood that the the, the idea of, of a, a Marxist revolution doesn't quite fit with with what was going on in Russia and his own sort of branch was uh, okay well we can still kind of make this work in a different way so it's it's interesting but um sorry oh, uh, but I
0: was no 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 i think uh i i got your point one is that uh i did move move forward a little bit to the 1968 memphis uh city sanitary worker strike but i did not go far enough to more present day what why is still the same and i think i should tell you why i think it's still the same when malcolm x criticized this concept of a racial integration when he criticized mlk of this uh you know just mixing with the white liberals and uh you know malcolm x is always suspicious that you're not going to go anywhere is he correct yes today i have said in my other prior episode it is pretty bad still today And the very reason I said, even crude folks like well-educated, well-intended, African-Americans, intelligent folks, who will
1: easily buy into this class concept. I said, what the hell happened? You have to know where you're from. You are not from European countries. You are not from Karl Marx.
0: And... And the capitalism is 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 is, is connected but separate, uh, separable from colonialism.
2: Hey, Peter, I have to jump in. There's a thing. Mm-hmm. This is this is one of the things that I think about a lot. There's all kinds of interesting mutts in the world. We're mutt, mutt cultures. You know, it's like a mutt. It's like Mixed in you and I—that's your thing. You focus on on race and and ethnicity stuff, and so you 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 like the, what you just did is you were kind of talking to this group of people, and you're saying you gotta know that you're not from this, and most of that statement is based off of this the race component. You can't say, and I, I don't think what you said is offensive. I'm just trying to make room for all of the different ways that I think people find, like, their little mini cultures. There's a whole new birth of ways of finding new cultures, especially after things like certain events that happened in history. The slave trade, having a culture ripped away from you. And there's other examples, things that have happened to other people, sometimes race-based, sometimes for other reasons. And new kinds of cultures are slowly born and created. And I don't know if it always makes sense to then look at the person and say, but your skin is black. And even if something else that might have been born in this other culture that you've cultivated, it, it, it might feel very at home in these chord progressions, these rhythms, these ideas about e- economies, etc. If they, if someone has created that for themselves, I don't know if it makes much sense to be like. But look at your skin; you come from this place, and that is not the place of Marx. And those of they, Schoenberg.
0: I think I you know, think you misunderstood uh, me in this uh, fashion: is that if you remember even in today's uh, episode, I have said, you, oh, I always want to look at that map, moral and the political chart of the inhabited world. That represents a racial pecking order. What I'm saying is, remember you asked me, are things different, more uh, convoluted for us to learn or to distinguish,
1: to dissect? I said, no. I think if you follow that map, Our
0: decision by the U.S. government, domestically and overseas, follow that map. Follow that moral principle of that map. Now, you may say, I may say, yes, people in America, you know, we're a very mixed society, right? Like my best friend who lives in Chinatown, Philadelphia, he has two children, one boy, one girl, both recently married. Both married out racially. Nothing wrong with that. This is what America is about. Right? But what I'm trying to say is this though. Even if a mixed race US person in this country say, Oh, color doesn't mean a thing to me, I'm not disputing that. But that map, if you look at it, still exists today, meaning whatever is a african country is there's still an african country it's regardless how much cultural genocide has happened because most african countries lost their language right but they're still there india another example these are all on the map in 1828 but look at today what's their position today so it may be for a mixed race americans Race has nothing to do with him or her. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm not disputing that. But I'm saying from a global perspective, from a global justice perspective, those maps, those countries, those civilizations, those ethnicities, they fortunately did not all disappear after all these colonial ruling uh, rules. So... To for that, I believe we are still, you know, carry forward what we, what the Western rulers has envisioned back in 1828. I don't know whether to answer your question. or not. That, that's what I mean. No, I'm not trying to say, oh, you don't. No, I'm not like a Joe Biden. If you don't vote for me, you're not black. No, I'm not saying that. And I, I acknowledge the fact that. America is such a a mixed-race society, multiracial society, that many people may not feel anything about where they're coming from.
2: Got gotcha. you. But it's interesting then because you could take someone who's, say, Irish-American and say to them the same things about, like, Marx and socialism, right? You could be like, this isn't see this what 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 do you have to do with this? This isn't your thing, you
0: know. Well, I would not because first of all, I mean, I think if you hear from me before is in some other shows. I'm not believer in uh, communism in in the USA. Socialism maybe uh, it's already very far stretched, okay, and I'm not believer in that. Because I actually believe a capitalism could work had we resolved the racial debt. Very, very deep racial debt. The longer we try to avoid that,
1: the worse off we will be. You know, I read, I think today, is that there is so
0: like hundreds of teens in Chicago. Rushed to Chicago downtown and made uh, some bad mess there. This is a sign of not a criminal justice system. This is a sign of the failure of our education system. Tracing back to separate but equal. You know, you can have uh, someone come to me, oh, i always be a union organizer for the teacher's union. But are the teach is teachers' union
1: responsible for these racial gap achievement gap? I have a question
2: do you, if, let's say go ahead uh-huh. let's say some kind of rule is implemented for racial reasons historically um, and and that law stays in place in, in some region. And then the, the, the population changes so that it's at, it all ends up being one race. Let's say it's all white people now There, the law stays in place. And it's still used to discriminate against, say, working people. It, it, it was implemented because most of the working people were, say, black. Is that an example of an, an, uh, an entrenched racism?
0: Well, I now this is a very hypothetical question, but I actually have a real question. But I think similarly will answer, will give you an answer what you're trying to what you are trying to get. If you go back to today, as of today, if you go to China or Vietnam, both are led by the communist, right? It's a one-party system, both of them. You go to talk to the union organizers. Remember, as a socialist, a communist, they cannot ban union. You know that, right? You go and talk to the union leaders there. What kind of a union you think they're gonna have? I can tell you. The union there is far weaker than the union in America. So I don't even need to say, let's pretend America is going back to all white nation. Mm-hmm. Can we drop into that? No, I don't need to because you, I give you the opposite reality, which is the reality. You go to talk to, and this is a lot of factories, right? We, remember again, union is from a manufacturing society, industrial society, where European wins war, no longer. A lot of manufacturing happening in Asia these days. Africa wants to be do more manufacturing. I don't blame them; they should do that. In these manufacturing jobs, these are the so-called uh, proletarians, as Karl Marx said. You go ask them. So for for me, these so-called American socialists, white left, whatever you call them, they never go there and. Ask those people. This is why I said, as a class, a political class or economic class, workers has certain rights. It's the problem is, like I said, slaves has no rights. But there's no racial minority slave. worker. There's no slaves. There. Correct. And even the free slaves, when they become city workers, as as in Memphis city sanitary workers, they still don't have the rights. That's why if you see those pictures of a sanitary worker strike, because I don't quite understand when I first saw the sign. What's on the huge sign when those sanitary workers is on a strike? I am a man. So you're you're saying there are
2: workers, groups of workers in this country that still have no power?
0: if they're unionized of course they will have a little power
2: i don't know i feel like there's still so much to untangle that but that's just my head man and i appreciate this show but i'm gonna get out of the way for sale okay
0: okay thanks thanks joe
1: hey shelly go ahead okay
3: i i had to go took a deep breath and i came back i just to make a very very Respectful criticism. You know that woman that you were talking to? She doesn't listen. She doesn't listen.
0: You mean, Sterling? She
3: yeah, she does not listen. Uh-huh, like, on. whatever you say to her, uh-huh. she comes back and she even is threatening. Like what you're doing, if you're accusing us, the right wing is gonna come uh, for you. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. So, she, uh, okay jo- hold Jordan hold on, hold on, because I'm very serious about this. Yes, understand. I, I, yes. I just make jokes because, mm-hmm. but I'm very serious about it. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't listen, mm-hmm. and that's the kind of cliche. Like if you, like if you name, to some people here, U.S. like. They would like some people would say, Great Disney World, and some others would be like, You wouldn't believe, right? (laughs) They would just go after her and Mm
1: -hmm.
3: not in like a physical way, right? But Mm -hmm. okay, so this woman who talked to me about because you're like, assume instantly that I had some kind of color in my skin that she doesn't know and that was telling me oh but it, it was really awful what we did to you which is first of all I don't think she did anything to me and the way we treated you and the only ones they went twice to the U.S. as a tourist with a lot of dollars I had no problem there so first of all she's not understanding second she's using the past tense it's the present tense Mhm. Because they're doing it now, right mm-hmm. now,
1: they're mm-hmm.
3: creating goods, and no matter how much you mention this, they are still going to go to their narrative. And this woman is like, "Oh my uh, god!" I, I hear,
0: to I hear you. that's so correct. See, okay. you're talking about the international interference that U.S. do to other countries, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. There
3: are a lot of people dying. In Peru, there is a massacre. Yes. So the thing is, Mm -hmm. and there's going to be a massacre here if they don't manage to stop them. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, this woman doesn't listen. And Mm -hmm. a very respectful critique that I do to you is I don't think you listen as well. Because you, I I told you, your map. It's not really correct. It's correct in the in the areas that you know about. But you keep saying that this map is still the same and you're basing and just go look at the map. And I just told you, if I go look at the map, I'm a civilized person. I should get a visa. I should be welcome in the U.S. And I'm sure right now with the economic situation that I have, that is not the case. And as soon as I say South America, that woman is telling me that, okay, because I'm a white woman and I have no, I, I don't care. To me, you are someone from the U.S. and it's more privileged than someone from the South American region. That's it, right? Like, I don't care if you're white, black, Chinese, Latino, or whatever, right? Like, whatever social scale, we have a worse one here. If you're poor, poorness is worse here. So the thing is, I think you have a way of looking at things. The way the U.S. people have, like that woman has, that doesn't understand you have a way of looking at things from the east that is amazing and it's helpful but if you are starting i try to see everything through that lens you're not never going to understand for instance south america never there's no way because like here how, how you bring this racism that you talk so much about when the the kids begging on the street are blonde and with blue eyes most of the time many of the times right and yeah, I think it's like they don't speak properly.
0: Yeah, I... Wait, I, I uh, they don't
3: speak properly.
0: Uh-huh. I admit it, I do not know South America even yeah. close will be good enough, yeah, right? Yeah, I understand. So the fact and that you... you...
3: But if you, if, if you stop, like, if you continue to base the whole theory in a world that is half the world and the rest is not like that, you're missing a point that I think Phil was making. The point that Phil was making is that... Things have changed a lot, and in many cases, racism is still present many times mixed with class issues, right? Like many times. So if you don't look at the class issues when you see race, it's the same as not seeing the race issues when you see class. Because even if you solve the class people in the US, the, 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 the racism in the US, you will have a lot of poverty, of marginalised and I don't know how the hell they're going to go out of it. The thing is that I believe that there is, in many countries, in many areas, in my area, what they're looking for is this, they're looking for the cheapest labour they can find so they can make a lot of money out of it, with the less labour loss that they can manage to get, because what they are achieving, trying to achieve, no matter the colour of the person, it's slave labor, the cheapest they can get, and if it's the cheapest, you know, like when it was in countries and there was the Nazis, like the Gap was making these 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 t-shirts or whatever in Bangladesh, where the, the that that fa- fabric where they were making the things was was turned on fire because the the regulations and right there was this big mess. Mm-hmm. What they did, because there's a very good information about this, what they did was they changed, right? They said, oh, we don't work with them anymore. What they did was they triangulated. Because in order to find the same price, they had to have these people working as slaves. Right? Like It could be so, Bangladesh, yeah. it could be like, mm. I, I'm going to finish right now. Go ahead, go ahead. And the second thing is, if you have an idea, of how much slave labor have, have, um, have augmented, right? Like here in, in, in our coast, 200 uh, um, miles from here, not 100 miles from here, is the end of our water, right? Of our continental right to this water. But as very different from many regions, in every region, they usually is de- the continental floor had already stopped, and it goes down. So there is no fish after that, right? In our case, it goes beyond. So at night, when you are in a plane, you can see a city in the middle of the ocean. This city is made by boats. All these boats, most of them Chinese, I might say, work in conditions that are slave, maybe some slaves that were not treated as bad, (laughs) like looking at because they don't go out from those, from those, not just that, Chinese, right? Like the, the, there's Japanese, there's Spaniards, I, I'm saying the majority. So that you see that every country is involved. And these are their own people of their same color that are working in these conditions. And in other countries, like I, I, I will send you the data because I don't really remember. People have been like liberated after nine years of being in a boat that they were tricked into. And these were the same citizens of the same color of these countries. So my point is, it goes a, lot, it goes a long way, right? Like you cannot see, I don't see, I don't think you have to see it as class because when you are talking about slave labor, class doesn't work. We're not talking about an oppressed class anymore, right? It's something different. And I think that you can see it on the lenses of race. Only.
1: Okay,
0: so let, let me respond a little bit. Uh, so first of all, I think uh, I will repeat my omissions that I did not even know that the on that map, the South America is, uh, uh, I now I remember that the circle is red along the coastal area of that South America area. And uh, you are correct, I don't even know why they are colored as yellow, meaning civilized. That's first thing, my admission. Second is this, is that in today's episode, I have said, I'm not trying to say class is not an issue. I'm just saying class is a severable issue from the race itself. And uh, third is this. I went through college education in China in social science. And the political economy, the Karl Marx theory, and all that is part of the deal. It's part of the course. And uh, there, there were, uh, you know, I grew up in industrial cities, Shanghai, Guangzhou, and uh, these were the two most advanced cities in China. There were factories back in the thir- 1930s. The working condition was extremely horrible, as uh, just as uh, Karl Marx has observed in Europe. So the horrible working condition, child labor, all the bad labor practice you're talking about, I'm fully aware of them. I personally feel very lucky that I personally never went through those uh, labor situation, but uh, I am fully aware of those. I'm fully aware of those. I'm not trying to downplay that at all. This show is strictly within the United States. We, under the founding principle of this country, each person is a sovereign person. We, as a human being, individually, has the highest valuation under our law, under our founding principle. And uh, that is very different from any other country, from European country, from South American country, or any Asian countries. That's why I always want to stress that. That's wrong.
3: That's wrong. Latin American constitutions are based on the U.S. constitution. It's the same right.
0: Let me finish. So I always said U.S. capitalism is a special brand. It's, I call it, racialized capitalism. So I have said that. So, I used both words, racialized capitalism. My, okay? It's like, you never mm-hmm, heard my ahead.
3: point, Peter. You never heard my point. My point is, you, are, you spent, like, I, I heard you with the other phone, like, online. So, I've I been hearing you. And I heard you say many times, this is a world thing. Look at the map. This is a world thing. So, is it a world thing or is it a US thing? So, the second the second point is... Uh, when you talk about that, right, like all Latin American constitutions were based on the U.S. Constitution. It's the same right. We have the same rights. So it's not a unique thing of the U.S. The unique thing of the U.S. is the capacity that they had of amounting to a lot, a lot of money, a horrible secret service, apparently no morals and a huge army. And the thing is, there is a, a very, very, I can tell you, not now, of course, but a very economic history of why that happened and how the, the thing that the U.S. was first, like a hundred years almost, first in, in being free. And a second one in using slaves for so mo- much longer than the rest. And a third one in it the way it was constituted and the immigrants the way they they that they, the spaniards were very different colonizers they were looters they were not colonizers in the same way that the english were they didn't want to stay they didn't pretend to so it's either you analyze it as a world thing or a few if you are analyzing it as a u.s thing I, mm-hmm. I step out right i like second i'm not a marxist I don't know where you get that idea, and I was saying that I don't. Think I'm not saying that's you're nothing. Marxist. No,
0: no, I never say you're Marxist. I cannot tell oh, where no, you're. Because
3: you, you were telling me that you you know Marx and that yeah no I I don't I don't look at it. I I don't think that some theory that was written a very good one. I love it, like uh, what it was. It's like 150 years ago in a different continent, can't be applied at all. Like right, like some things can be taken from it. My favorite part is the, the analyzing of the history in a materialism way, but I don't think you can take any of that and put it right, like transplant it into any country. That's ridiculous. I, they tried to do it here in the 70s and it went wrong because of what you said. The proletariat was a very specific class and that proletariat was in a very specific moment with a very specific economic situation. And when they try to implement it elsewhere in the same way, it doesn't work. If the proletariats are not hungry, for instance, it does not work. So there is many things to that that we can discuss at other okay, times. So okay. I don't I, think you can ask, But the thing about just if it's the U.S., it's the U.S. But it's not correct to analyze the rest of the world that way.
1: Of
0: course, I'm not analyzing the entire world that way at all. First of all, going back to the map. I've never said that map is, uh, mixing, uh, the U.S. versus the rest of the world. What I've said that map is this. That map represents the Western value system. Remember Biden's administration? They called it, we're going to do a value based foreign policy. What that value is called a Western value. What that value is from is from that map. Uh, so this first thing. Second is this. When I, say, the coffee and the cream should not mix freely. It's a specific U.S. concept. It's from what Malcolm X said. Okay, so I am not disputing all the class theories by Karl Marx and the other socialist or communist theorists, and it's likely applicable to other countries. Uh, and uh, whether they have the same constitution with the U.S. or not, but the today's topic, when cream flirts with coffee, is strictly U.S., not w- with any other countries. So I, I, I do want to clarify that.
3: Okay. Okay. Right. It's it's okay. And again, yeah, Biden says that we are their front yard and so we are civilizing that might. soil. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, check it out yeah you know i, that's I feel why.
3: like you didn't understand the words i was saying but because i talk i said it's not class it's not racism it's a lot more but yeah
0: mm-hmm. I, you know, I, i'm not i don't even consider myself an expert in class the only thing i see is that i see the difference here i want to but say i'm you know, not I
3: want... fighting i'm not saying it is class
0: mm-hmm. but it's, but it's okay. I, understand. I understand yep i understand i appreciate it <laughs> i appreciate it so yeah actually that's all i want to talk about and uh i do appreciate everybody uh listening in and uh and uh you know let me just quickly check the chat in case someone uh (laughs) what's coffee then uh lies or you uh, you just have to go to uh uh, malcolm x when he talked about the coffee and cream so just go ahead and google that uh no, Brady cream is not a cracker. You, uh, <laughs> I have never used uh, any racial slurs. I only use the chinks. Okay, because I'm Chinese, I can use the word chinks. Uh, Peter's understanding of America's national origin as it pertains to the historical evolution eva- of individual freedom, sovereignty, etc. Yeah, I mean, I feel special. Being American because uh, like I said earlier that government attorney when he filed when he argued his case for the president has said when the sovereign people approve the Constitution we the sovereign people lend the power to the government okay so the sovereignty is within the people we the people not the government and of course you will say you know these days it's upside down yes agree the, the you know the deep state as i said the deep state is is uh, upside down the deep state has you know has the sovereignty over our money our blood our lives which is totally upside down and uh yeah so yeah that's pretty much what i have go ahead rudy
7: Hey, Peter, a couple of questions. then. Mm-hmm. Um, so, earlier, did you say that Chinese people had never been enslaved? I asked that because time when you're talking about, you know, reparations, for example, people in the United States like to say, well, everybody's been somebody's slave at some point. So, you know, if, if this is true, then at least that sort of pokes a hole through that. Um,
0: yes, yeah, like, this is the... Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go, no, no, that's this is- this is a typical tucker carlson's narrative he said what about slavery everybody have slavery <laughs> right now he's uh, like i always said uh, slavery in america is extremely unique they are different like uh if you talk about chinese slavery tibet remember the other day you talk about dalai lama you're correct in in tibet but prior to 1949 uh there's uh, slaves in tibet uh because tibet is a theocratic Society, I'm, um, uh, you know, we are, we, we could become a theocratic, uh theocratic society too, if we, we are not careful, we, we if we don't fight back. Uh, so there, non- was, there were slaves so, in in Tibet. Go ahead.
7: In Tibet, but um, non-Tibet
0: China, I'm talking about like non-Tibet China. They are called the indenture labor. I'll tell you a difference. Okay, I'll tell you. Say I'm very poor. Uh, uh, Rudy, I'm assuming you're Chinese or Taiwanese, wealthy one, right? And you have a big family. We're in the same village. Uh, but I'm poor. I have uh, three daughters, okay? Mm. I will send one of my daughter to be the indentured labor mm. for you. And so you will be eating, living, doing houseworks for the fa- your family. Yes. And sometimes it ends up that uh, my daughter will marry one of your sons. okay. You know it's not it's like a bre there's no like a breeding okay you know- w- w- remember in america it's uh it's like the m b a education back in the old days in, in America is that to have a uh, to breed better slaves you should have a one African male three African female and three native American female wow you
7: it, know it sometimes that
0: mm-hmm. Go ahead.
7: They, they even abuse children many times they you know these uh, places that they had it was basically you know,
0: yeah, like- you know January first is the day the slaves fear the most because that's when the slave trade will separate families, you know, even if uh, this slave have a uh, two children whatever on in, on January first in the south is the day where the slave trade the contract will be effectuated, meaning the the family will be separated these are these are extremely barbaric. Talking about that map again, in mm-hmm. Chinese culture, this will become extreme. the indentured labor, like I always said, the first case of a slavery. I disagree with those African scholar, uh, African American scholars, saying slaves started in 1619. No, the slaves started in 1670, when the Virginia court send, sentenced an indentured labor, an uh, African, to be a slave. Because he and the two other indentured laborers escaped. The two other indentured labor one is named Scott Boy, the other one is called the Dutch Boy, meaning that they're both they're both from European countries. But this guy John Punch is from African, is African. You know, one thing
7: that I do that is a bit funny to me is the the indentured laborer versus the slave, right? So, like the first, this the person who's enslaved. Oftentimes, we don't say the enslaved oh. person;
0: we describe them as you know, Indentured
1: labor.
0: Indenture labor meaning you owe a debt, but it's un, okay. it's not unlimited. It means that you have to perform. I'll, I'll give you an example. Even today, no,
7: Yeah, there I will be, yeah,
0: Wait, there will be Chinese mean? illegal immigrants from China even today. Okay, I know how they operate. They will pay the they call the human traffickers, say sixty thousand dollars, US dollars. They don't have the money. So what what what's gonna do happen? They will be trafficked into America. They will find some, you know, undocumented place where pay cash for their labor, right? And they will be pay those back. So these are indentured labor. Oh. Okay, illegal indentured labor. But back then in the old days, a lot of them you know who comes to america back in those days great majority poor people from europe too right they don't have the money to even pay the fare to jump on the ship what what happened they'll say oh you you just come over we'll find a job for you you'll be an indentured labor you just uh, provide your service and after three years you'll be free um
7: um no one of the things i was just um thinking about is i personally i think you know, the more that we talk about slavery and stuff, the more to me it's sounding, at least I, I, I want to think that it's a good idea to refer to the people that were enslaved as people that were enslaved as, but I don't know, I'm, I'm a little bit sensitive to the word slave, right? To calling a person a slave. I think I, I like enslaved people more, um, because I, you know, I don't, I'm not really very stuck up on too many words, but, I think there is an identity, an idea that is created when one says slave versus when one says an enslaved person. Because like, when you say an enslaved person, then you, one really understands like how wicked m- much of what you're describing was, you know, the selling of people, uh, on the, f- you know, first of January or the, you know, putting people into a space and forcing people, you know, raping people to create, you know, it, it, it's the chattel of it. It's I think it's more pronounced. Yeah, like,
0: chattel slavery is slavery. Is the American brand of slavery? Indenture labor is different. Like I said, the indenture labor is the practice in Asia, in Europe, in all over the world. Indenture yeah. labor. you own a you owe a debt. It's a fixed amount. And you know you you perform the service to repay your debt. It's like and uh, and you know it's different from oh you're going to be uh, uh, in the breeding program, and so you, not only you will be the slave, you're going to breed more slaves for me. It, it's different. And the,
7: it, it's, it is different. I was uh-huh. to, to when you call somebody a slave versus when you call somebody an enslaved person. There's two different things there,
0: correct? Yep. It's a there's a political rhetoric, right? If I'm organizing a a union, I would say, "Oh, my fellow workers are are working like us slaves." You know, that's a rhetoric. That's not a political rhetoric. It's not, you know, it's you know, just like a political opponents calling each other Nazis or pedophiles or or, or rapists and all that, right? And uh, that's you know, that's what they do.
7: Mm, yeah, I don't know. I, I can see where one says like what you're talking about, but I was I was thinking it's not like a, a rhetoric thing. It's maybe it is, but it's these it to say that a person is an enslaved person, I think is more appropriate than just here I am being a, a you know, verb, a word Nazi. But, you know, I again, if if it's um passing by. You know, but I think but I'm, I'm finding that oftentimes we're talking about, you know, enslaved people. And so the more you talk about these things, the more it starts to stick with you. And if it's if it's a, if it's something that sticks with me for a while, then I start to think about, OK, maybe I should like really tailor make it, you know, to uh, you. you do
1: you,
0: do you see what I'm saying? Yes, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Mm. Oh. Like, uh, uh, Chile has talked about the horrible working conditions in, uh, uh, you know, uh, over uh, the ocean somewhere in South America with the Chinese uh, fishing ships and all that. I saw some of those. You know, I'm fully aware of that. You know, again, money drives people, right? We all have greed, right? I've said it before is that Uh, A a capitalist wrong is, in my opinion, a private wrong. If uh, Amazon mistreated its worker... Oh, by the way, I had some uh, bad FedEx shipment in Delaware. I went to the FedEx location. I'll tell you this. I look at the cars, those FedEx truckers, drivers driving. I I almost had tears in my eyes because they all beat up automobile vehicles. And most of these folks have a family. Most of them, uh, you know, these are poor whites, racial minorities, FedEx drivers I'm talking about. Okay. And I don't know whether they have a union or not, but I just know in the parking lots, their cars are like a piece. They all, most of 75% of their cars they drive to work are a piece of shit. Like if they have a, a missing bumpers, smashed windows. I said, these are the people that are working very hard daily, deliver our packages. You know, even though they messed up my package, I never complain. I just, I pick up my package. Up. So, but going back to what Saleh said, I'm not disagreeing with her. I'm just saying it is a private wrong. It's a co- private co- employer. There's something wrong against its workers. Racialized capitalism is a government wrong. That's why I'm later on I'm going to say why reparation is not legally justified. It is It can be operationalized. Later on, I'm going to say, uh, I'm, I'm going to explain to people. I want to have a real path to a multiracial democracy for the U.S. domestically. N- nothing to do with South America, because I don't know enough, as Chile has correctly pointed out. Sorry, go ahead, Rudy. I, I don't mean to cut you short. Uh, Stoopy, Stoopy was trying to come in. Let, let me make Stoopy the speaker.
1: Oh,
7: yeah,
5: I can't,
0: that's what I I can't to. I Don't worry. I can't hang It's okay. Go ahead, Stoopy.
5: Hey, uh, Peter, I just wanted to clarify what I think what Rudy was saying is like active voice versus passive voice. Like when you say someone is a slave that's like passive voice right whereas someone is enslaved it's active voice somebody did that to them and it points the finger more at the person like the thing that's being done to them rather than just mm-hmm. oh i'm a slave like i just was born out of the ground like that like it's it's more uh i think enslaved it it automatically leads to by whom right by somebody by some system mm-hmm. so that's more like active do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I think that's yeah. what Rudy was was uh-huh. clarifying between calling people slaves and calling people enslaved.
0: enslaved. I see. I see. That's all. I'm sorry. I did not uh, 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 identify that uh, uh, linguistic differences. My 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 bad. You can tell. I'm not a native speaker. <laughs> yeah, Appreciate no it. Yeah, so, yeah, go ahead, Rudy.
7: Yeah, the, the, that was what I was trying to say. And I think it humanizes these people that, you know, um, had these terrible things done mm-hmm. to them. And it also fights back against this idea that these people were, as Stupi said, sort of born from the ground slaves, you know, um, mm-hmm. because people oftentimes, and again, I'm I'm not one to, you know, to... To kiss, you know, royal ass. But you know, many of these people were, you know, royalty. Or you know, there's a guy from Senegal who, suppose, who, you know, went to the United States and was educated and such. Who was um, he was captured by some of these um, people that traff- trafficked people. Um, and so, it's, it, 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 you know, these were people who were educated. In their own rights, they, you know, they were civilized in their own rights. They had, you know, loved, they, they had relationships. They lived lives. They were happy, you know, and especially these days that we're living where we are finding, uh, in, you know, intelligence in, in so much, right? The other day I was, um, looking at fractals, for example. Um, and I, of course I have no business talking about computers and stuff supposedly fractals led to computers and you know um africans basically had you know villages and other things that they and all kind of things that they were doing with fractals right um and you know so the 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 challenges i suppose of being one of these invaders and these conquerors and stuff is that they, they were ignorant and weren't able to really you know um They 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 weren't able to value all of these things. I mean, obviously they were also getting paid to be ignorant, but um, you know, but you know, these people didn't. They they were limited by their ignorance. We who are sort of you know a bit freed from that ignorance, I I think it's it it would be good uh, um, to you know have that reflect on how we see these people. Um, and it'll sharpen our analysis too, right? Because, um, we're stunted by these words. Uh, these people were slaves. Um, it, it limits our understanding of how exactly, you know, uh, they were, you know, able to, I suppose, master their environments and stuff. And, you know, again, that's, that's part of the limitations of the way that we see Africa, Asia, Latin America, and, you know, the indigenous Americans. So it's, We, we look at the things that we have, we look at our tools and we say, oh, how come you guys didn't have these tools and then you're dumb for not having these tools? When, you know, they had tools that were appropriate to their model, you know, their, their model of life, to the things that they needed, to their, um, you know, their philosophy of life. Um, you know, if, if you thought that you were part of nature and stuff, there's a certain way that you treat nature versus if you think that you are above nature, there's a certain way that, you know, and so if you, if you, if you have these beliefs, then that, that basically creates a certain structure that you can sort of, you know, um, you know, grow from. And so, again, um, the, the, our dinosaur forefathers, you know, were in the, in the U.S., in the West, we, you know, we were were limited in our analysis, and I think when we, you know, as we're sort of trying to think about what happened, what went wrong, and stuff, I think, you know, uh, let's sort of use everything that we're uncovering into like the next step of the analysis, and that, and that, you know, that's basically where I was going with this. You know, let's consider that these people are in, you know, enslaved people versus slaves. And so working from these were people that were enslaved. Um, okay. So if they were people, what were these people doing? You know, uh, if they were enslaved, um, you know, how were they enslaved? Um, who enslaved them by which sort of material thing, forces and stuff? Uh, did the scene sort of, you know, appear? And then, you know, is, and then the seller says things are still happening and stuff. You know, and these people too should be
0: humanized and all that, right. all that. Right. Yeah, the words are important, how you define, because uh, I just want to clarify things, right? <laughs> just like, uh, you know, but going back to what Shelley said, you know, once again, I don't want to be, uh, I've never tried to describe myself as like, I know that all the world and all that, no, I'm more into the what's happening in the U.S. Because I do believe the country is in bad shape, like the the lady Sterling has said, right? And uh, her feeling is very, very uh, uh, uh common uh, among white folks because uh, Jordan P- Peterson said the most, he uh, the best. He said the word white privilege is u- being used to accuse an entire race as some sort of a criminal. No, I have made myself plenty clear is that to me, white privilege is a government wrong. I have a problem with this government wrong. And, you know, it's not against, with a broad brush against the entire race. No, there's a lot of great Uh, white folks. I
3: I think you're missing Mm -hmm. the point there, Peter. I think what she was saying in her case, Mm -hmm. I understand what you're saying and you're right, but what she was saying, at the same time was, I'm white, and if you keep accusing us, the right wing is going to deal with you and it's going to, you're going to get it worse. And you can go and read the messages you left. it on. Yes, right yeah, yes. So you did she was that. owning that. You know, mm-hmm. in the, at the same moment, she was owning that. She wasn't listening. I don't say she's a bad person. I'm not saying she's racist. Maybe she's the nicest person in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And she treats everybody. But her speech, in her speech, she's so focused. In her in her situation and herself, that she's not listening.
0: I, I I agree with you. I agree with you. Yes, I agree with you. The uh, you know, once again, I, I I just appreciate someone can criticize my ideas. I I enjoy that, and uh, I think Phil did the same thing the other time. Uh, and uh, no, I welcome criticism, and uh, greatly appreciate. Anything? Uh, go ahead, Stubby or Rudy,
7: um, Peter. Um, Supi, I'll make this very short. To, to that, right? I think, again, there's, there's uh, there's something that you're saying that is very correct. And I think this, there's a phenomena, phenomena that she's talking about that I think we have to be conscious of, right? Um, and we have to wrestle with this thing because there is truth in what she's saying about you know, the position of white people being, be, you know, them being sort of right now, as the world is changing, we'll see what happens, you know, and historically, it has been so as well, you know, where I suppose white people could have been sort of worse, you know, in, in key moments, right. Um, and, you know, again, we have a history of people like John Brown, right, also a white person. Right. Um. And that, you know, and so how do we feed those white people who do understand, who are trying to help? Right. Because, again, there is so, just so much that one can do, you know, just being a good person, getting maybe like feeling like, again, feeling like there's still things being said about you, maybe things that are not being appreciated about what you're doing. Right. And then you're still doing it. Right. There's a point where you are like you know what I understand the historical context and stuff and so I'm just gonna take it on the chin, but you can only take it so far, right? And people, you know, people want to be heard. People want to be appreciated for being these individuals that they happen to be are, right? And you know, rightfully. And so I think, yeah, yeah we we have to wrestle with that. Um, I too, I do also feel a bit uncomfortable at times when I listen to people and you know ask the weirdest shit of you know individual white people and stuff um and just uh, the last point you know to give it to Stu because you know we've talked about zizek you know and again people uh, because of the historical context of things you know black people often say things about white people you know um, and uh, not only white, uh, black people. I mean, have seen Asians do it. I've seen Latinos do it, and stuff like that. You know, and there is a certain, you know, fl- flexibility we have, right? But as, as I, as the reality is shifting for white people, as the perceived reality is shifting for white people, you know, there people are taking it one way or another way right or wrong, and so to the extent that it's not helpful right, to to you know, antagonize white people, I say, you know maybe let's not do it but sometimes the truth must be said and so, you know yeah. well,
0: to, um, be be before Snoopy start, let me just add something, what Rui said this show again, it's not about white people whatsoever I have a uh, use uh, my personally uh, have a uh, researched this topic as a why they said that there's a d- decline of average uh, lifespan of Americans they also said that uh, the percentage of uh, uh, the, the biggest decline is in white male their uh, average life expectancy dropped very uh, very uh, sharply and I think I have an explanation. And I have said that uh, in my episode called uh, The White Victims of Judicial White Privilege, I have said this guy who I happen to know wrote a book called The Judicial War on Man. He is a white guy. He Some of you may call him white, white supremacist. He lives in California. He invited me to his uh, uh, cabin in Lake Tahoe because I have shown him a said, look, I think these court situation have caused a lot of suicidal, homicidal activities, meaning the parents, particularly fathers, kill their own children. I find out this to be extremely inhumane, and I think that you know that's why I earlier this year in January I have used this uh, do this episode called the white victims of judicial white privilege. Because this Utah father just all of a sudden he'll fire of all his children a Mormon who 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 is going to investigate that who is going to research that because I I'm pretty sure it has something to do with the judicial proceedings but they are kept as a secret is that is that secret should be kept for the benefit of white people no I don't think so I think it's bad for the white people and I'm doing that not because of, you know. I particularly love or hate. I'm just saying we must have a justice system that are even handed, that are capable of resolve grievances civilly. Doesn't matter. It's a whether between races or, or it's between an employer or an employee. Go ahead, Stuby. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say, I think uh,
5: regarding this map. Um, I, I started looking I think when I first looked at it I I thought of it as like a, like a description of the the, the races there or the um, the civilizations that were existing there you know yeah. um but like the more I think about it I think it's it's like a progress list it's like a progress uh, chart kind of and I think, the word civilized is a verb it's like it has been civilized by us meaning yeah, good point. it's had, yeah. it's, had ahead, it's, it's been uh it's been mm-hmm. colonized by the west or we've had it, it, you know important influence there and it's like yeah. check you know we we civilized this part of the world check 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 but yeah. and then the parts that are barbarian it's like untouched by yep. so the civilized person the civilization is the western europe and then everything else is what have we been able to influence and it's like i think it's like a work in progress kind of map right not like a not like a state of 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 the races that live there indigenous anything yep
0: (laughs) yeah this is what uh when uh, rudy said macron uh last time i was doing this uh, ethno politics uh episode rudy said macron is a hypocrite you know that i'm not disagreeing with rudy at all i was trying to imagine when france french president arrived in a formerly French colony in Africa when nobody speak native language they all speak French now is this considered a civilized or you should be considered a cultural genocide I say it's a cultural genocide and if that's the case why the western countries keep accusing the Chi- Chinese government committing cultural genocide when all the Chinese ethnicities they still have their own language all of them Tibetan the Uyghurs, you know so yeah i i, I agree with it, rudy it's not the, the Fr- french they are, they're kind of a very opportunistic so yeah the, i i love that map this is a, the great it's a, it's a national treasure as far as i'm concerned it explains not just the domestic policies here in the us but also our foreign policies and uh, again soleil Taught me a lesson about the south america again i did not realize that it, in the coastal area of south america in that map they are yellow they are considered civilized and i don't even know why and i will you know follow up with the chalet in, in the future so any any closing thoughts guys chalet rudy and Stupi. um um
7: In this sort of um, practical project that I was um, watching, right, there was a presentation on it. They were talking about trying to get, you know, African American kids, minority kids, to to feel proud of, I guess, their people's um, accomplishments in technology and stuff, right, and related to their present lives and, you know, so for African American for kids, for example, some of them were interested in like cornrows, right? And the fractals in and cornrows and stuff. And so that was something that was that could be connected with them. And then like there were other kids who were able to somehow touch get in touch with their roots through this the thing. And so for the then they had basically the guy was like, But we didn't want the white kids to feel you know, feel left out. So then we started looking at you know, West Virginia, for example, as an inspiration for, you know, the things that, you know, people, I guess, it's not, I'm missing the word, but like, you know, common folk, the the thing that they, the the art that they were sort of doing and stuff, they were liberating, and they were ultimately on the right side, you know, um. so then they didn't feel like, oh, like, these guys have some, like, deep-rooted thing, but we don't have that as, like, these white kids. Like, we're somehow disconnected from, you know, the, the, the you know, the ecosystem and stuff. So that, you know, that's pretty cool. So I suppose that's the challenge, right? And Peter, you're right, that in other rooms, you've, you know, you've spoken about, like, the, you know, the victims of this uh, judicial white system and stuff like that. And you know, I guess people can look at it there, but you know, understanding that people are a bit sensitive at times with this stuff. I think it's always good to be a little bit of that into this thing. Like, hey guys, this is not to antagonize, you know, to make people who um, sort of are uh, you know fighting the right fight feel like they don't belong, you know, ultimately, you um, know. But and all that. But yeah, appreciate you, man. That's all I appreciate.
0: Oh, that, thank you. Uh, thank you. I want to thank everybody. Can, can I uh, ask
3: something, like, Peter? Oh, um, go ahead. I wanted to know that map, if I could read something about it, right? Like if I, I'm i interested in, in in finding out why it was white, why it was yellow, uh, if there was some written with it or just the map.
0: You, you, uh, th- i think the best map uh, the best version is on the reddit and the reddit has uh, some like uh, you will take some picture of uh, different sections of that map and uh i think you you really have to know the history of that region to understand why it's mapped that way
3: oh yeah i get it but right? there's not an, an, an there's not a book that comes with it
0: or something that no no i don't yeah. think so oh you, okay you know, I don't think, uh, another great example is this. I have a re- recently learned that uh, uh, Anthony Blinken is visiting Vietnam. And so now I will have the opportunity, opportunity to explain this uh, Sino-Vietnam war during the 90s because uh, uh, Andrew the other day has clearly shown me that despite the fact he's a smart person, he's totally brainwashed. Uh, about the that conflict and the why, and I, you know, I so I will do a episode on that uh, side uh, uh, about the China-Vietnam relationship. And uh, the funny part is that in that picture, on uh, Anthony Blinken's own Twitter account, in that meeting, there is a Vietnamese flag behind the Vietnamese leader, which I who I don't know the name. Behind Anthony Blinken, there's no American flag. So people, it did, that picture went, went viral because the people believe that Vietnamese played a little trick with the Americans because, uh, you know, just a little insult because they had said something very negative or derogatory about Joe Biden that I caught off from the hot mic uh in one of those uh, gatherings. So, so, uh Brady, you want to say something? Uh Shelley, Sh- 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 you want the... You want to, uh, Brady to say so, say something to us? Uh, by the way, Brady, I hope it's not some personal thing with uh, with Rudy or Stoopy. I mean, you know, I'll be more than happy to invite you as a moderator ne- next time around. But go go ahead, Brady. Let's make it quick.
6: Yeah, no pressure. I was just trying to bring up the fact that I'm actively trying to make reparations happen. Not just for black people, but for Asian people and Mexican people and Caucasian people and all of not just humans, but animals as well. And um, I'm a white person. And that kind of like throws a wrench in the whole, like, you know, crux of this room. I feel like I had a lot to contribute. You tried to add me as a speaker earlier in the room. But um, when Rudy is a speaker, he has me blocked So when he's on the speaker platform, that means that I can't call in until he leaves as a speaker. So I just wanted to make sure you're aware
0: of that. No worry guys. Uh, So again, I advocating for peace, right? As you know, China is the peace broker these days in the Middle East. That is correlates to I'm always a peacemaker on calling period. Okay. Guys have a good laugh at each other. No need to block any. No need to block each other, and I know Brady. I know Brady's strength, talents, and probably sometimes his weaknesses. But he's never blockable, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> okay, it's not he is not block worthy. That's all I want to say. Uh, but again, I I intend that this episode to be provocative. I just want to remind everyone: race is a super class. It's way above the political class and economic class you know a transgender person can be a a transgender a group can be a political class but they are not a race because transgender is not determined by their dna you know i'm an asian i'm a chinese because of my dna okay rudy is an african-american because of his dna he cannot change it you know rudy may I may want to be a trans who knows but uh, that's his own choice. So that's why trans is, in my opinion, a political class. Uh, you know, like economic class or race is always a super class. We should not mix the two because if anyone who wants to mix that two freely, I will have uh, some serious, you know, suspicion about that person's intention. So, so with that, thank you guys. Have a great
1: rest of the evening and I'll see you next time. Thanks. Good night.